With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. What is up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another very special edition of Challenge Mania. That's right. This is our one-year anniversary. Of course, I mess up. Anniversary? <laughs> anniversary? Of course. Oh, man, I might just leave that in. This is our one-year anniversary, folks. That's right. On November 29th, 2017, Derek and I connected for our first episode, which we titled, We're Back. Um, and we were back, and we are still here, here to stay, proud to say that. So on the line right now, because clearly, even on this one-year anniversary or anniversary episode of Challenge Mania, you guys did not come for me. You've never come for me. You still don't come for me. You came for D. On the line right now, my co-host for a year today, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? Happy anniversary! everybody i'm definitely leaving um, that in i'm definitely leaving that in. what's the what's the fun of redoing it and having me sound uh, professional on our one year anniversary it sounds like a challenge mania t-shirt written all over it we, we can't get too crazy with it i mean we gotta we can't just anytime somebody says something stupid or funny make a t-shirt out of it but on that note we do have needy greedy t-shirts coming to the challenge mania shop stay tuned folks <laughs> I can't wait. I want my devil's advocate for whatever it's worth when it's all said and done. Um, anyway, but yeah, no, Scott. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you to you for uh, jumping on this project uh, with me. And together, you know, like you said, we started off with episode one. Uh, and that was sort of, you know, the return, the return of the, oh, wait, no way. You're kidding. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? No, it was it wasn't Eminem. It was, it was Derek Kaczynski. And um, but yeah, no. So again, just just want to say thank thank you to you for everything you've done throughout the year. I didn't think we could do it. I mean, I thought we could do it, but I didn't think we would be like ninety episodes deep with like eighty cast members. I re- I remember how many times was I was I like Scott, dude? Honestly, like two episodes a week, like two cast members a week. Like we're gonna run out. They're gonna get sick of us. They're not gonna want to come. They're not gonna want to tell us their stories anymore. They're gonna be like, get the fuck out of here. Maybe once. For lucky, but you know, luckily, you know, to the cast members that uh, have joined us on this ride and on this like weird journey to tell all of our stories because we live in this like strange world. Um, you know, thank you to them. You know, thank you to like each and every single one, every person uh, that has come on here and just supported us and supported what this is. It's like the challenge radio station. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And look, it's funny, you know, you say about how, you know, you wonder how could we possibly put out two of these a week? How could we possibly turn this into what it has become in a year? And if you're expecting a podcast of self-congratulating pats on the back, we're going to try to limit that. We're trying to make this podcast about who made Challenge Mania, what it has become in the last year. And that's not D, that's not me. That is you guys, the Challenge Maniacs. So 
For those of you who like to get the timestamp of when the, the challenge guest come up, comes on, when the cast member comes on, and you want to know, hey, I want to cut through all the Scott and D and all the ads and all this, well, guess what? There will no, be no challenge guest on this episode. The guest of this episode is, as I mentioned on Twitter, who we could not have done this without, and that is you. So what we're going to be doing for the first time ever here on Challenge Mania Although most of our episodes are populated with your fantastic questions that you get us on Twitter, at Shot of Jaeger, at Derek MTV, at Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast, and also on our Patreon site, Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. This podcast, our guests are going to be calling in to ask their questions in person with DNI and have a little quick challenge conversation with us as well. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit of who's who with some of the names you've heard here on the Challenge Mania podcast before. Um, and we don't know what they're going to ask. So Sometimes people write in a question, I'll be like, eh, we don't want to answer that. I just won't read it. Well, we can't do that today. People are going to be calling in. We're going to be talking to them, getting their thoughts. And overall, just trying to celebrate all the people who have made this podcast what it was. And uh, we decided to make that an exclusive opportunity for our patrons. If you do want to be considered for the next time we do this, because I don't know if it'll be for two-year anniversary or something else down the line, we will do another call-in episode. We are going to select exclusively from our pool of patrons. And we have some new patrons to announce. Dante Buchanan, Aaron Young, Jenna Lynn, Joe Williams, Owen James, Wendy Hasser, George Karras, Megan Hayden, Alyssa Garza, Nicole Buchler, David Jones. Thank you guys so much for signing up over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. What we do over there is we do bonus podcasts every week. You've got a little bit of a taste of those over here. We put up our final reckoning review not the final reckoning of the show, our final reckoning review of the year because we just did have the finale. We put that up as episode 85. Was it episode 85 or episode 86? Uh, we put that up as episode 85 here on iTunes for you all to enjoy. If you did enjoy that, I would implore you to consider becoming a patron for season 33 because we're going to be bringing you guys more bonus content every week where we do deep dives into those episodes and break them down. So we're going to have a lot of guests on this episode, some special guests as well. Uh, more on that later. But we're going to be having listeners on, maniacs on to ask us questions. Now, these questions might be about the year that was. They might be about, it might be a history lesson. Who knows? This is their chance to ask us whatever question they want. Some of them might be in regards to the final reckoning. Some of them might be in regards to the reunion that just happened. But before we get to that, just in case we don't get to touch on it naturally, D, why don't you and I do a little mini reckoning review here for the reunion we just had uh, on Tuesday night? Part one, we just found out of the reunion because there will be a part two next week. What'd you think of this show, man? This thing was... Uh it was you know, uh, bonkers. I, yeah, yeah, it was bonkers, and and I, I, you know, I'm starting to become, I'm starting to become one of the one of the one of the the maniacs. I feel like you know, it's it's all about the chaos and the drama. And some people are like, I hate the chaos, I hate the drama. These people are being so fake. What does the challenge become? I don't know. I'm kind of getting sucked into it, dude. And it, it it seemed like, you know, things were just blasting off at this reunion. You know, um, I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but I mean, there were. There were, um, you know, people going after each other that I wasn't expecting to go after each other. You know, I had the Ashley and Davon thing happening. And then we had, uh, you know, um, you know, which made me think, made me think uh, I might get in trouble for this because, you know, um, it was almost like 
the 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 Davon the Army versus the Derek Army at the beginning of this season. I'd like to say we won, but here at Challenge Mania, Scott, I, I do like to take pride in uh, all all of us being like one community where the thoughts come in. Sometimes they're saying you're biased. Sometimes they're saying I'm rambling. Sometimes they were saying our intros are too long or whatever, and and we listen and we try to adjust and we try to make this uh, you know the the home for everybody, whether you're a, a lavender lady, whether you lock with TIB and get down with the needy greedy, whether you're, you're an old school fan, it, it, it's, it's all here. So I'm, I'm excited, you know, to, to not only break down what you're, what you're about to bring this mini little review. And uh, I'm excited to talk to, to the maniacs, you know, to the people that have these questions, no holds barred style challenge mania. Well, what stood out to you at this reunion? You mentioned some of these people going at each other. Um, the thing that stood out to me overall, and I'll say this across the board and then we can get specific here, was to me a reunion, you guys film these things. Sure, you film, film them a little bit before the season's played out in its entirety, but you film these things after obviously the events exist in real time and then for the most part after a lot of it's aired. And so to me it's kind of like this moment for people to – you know, cop to some of the stuff that they said or did. And once they look how, you know, see how bad they look on this, on this show or this episode or whatever this moment was for them and really kind of own it and apologize or show how self-aware they are. And there was a lot of moments for this in this episode. And I pretty much across the board didn't feel like anyone correctly did it. You know, I feel like even the people who kind of did say, you know, I shouldn't have slammed you. They were like, but you disrespected me. You know, that kind of thing. I thought Kaylee was given this opportunity via Skype, but, you know, not in the room, but to apologize and take you know ownership over the mistakes she made when she outed Natalie earlier this year, not even on the show, but via social media. You had the moment with, uh, of course, with Davon and with Ashley. You had a moment with Shane and Davon. And, and to me, you know, Johnny and Devin, you know, I mean, take a number. Everyone here had these moments where they could have apologized, even Hunter and Ashley. I didn't see anybody kind of just own it. You know, a lot of it came with, you know, caveat here, caveat there. What did you think about that? Did you think anybody yeah. kind of properly took the stage that they had and really kind of owned some of the mistakes they made or yeah. some of the stuff they said along the way? No, no, that's that, that's the beauty of it. I think you're completely right. It's like we're all this like we're, we're just this this disaster, all of us. Like we're just like this. I'd like to say beautiful disaster because in one way, shape or form, uh, each one of these people has something, you know, positively special about them, but at the same time, they'll wreck your world in a heartbeat. Um, if, if, if it's not, if it doesn't, if they don't see it their way, they're very strong minded, opinionated people. And you know, there's a, there's a side to everything and everyone has, has a different story. I mean, I even seen CT, uh, you know, out of nowhere, he tells, he tells Hunter, uh, he tells Hunter, um, that, uh, uh, you know, just own it. You know, just own it. Just own it. He's like, I, I, I apologize. He's like, I apologized on Twitter, and then sort of, you know, we're like, ah, Hunter, ugh. You know that I don't know if you're apologizing on Twitter is the best way to go. But then even, even he says something like, uh, you know, he backs up the word bitch and and is like, it, it, it refers to it as as it, it can be like a double edged sword or something along uh, along those lines. You know, um, you know, even Zach's comments. He had like three. He had like, you know managed to do put like three words in there and they were just like you said sort of like contradictory you know what i mean yeah i i thought that you know Corey. it's clear Corey does not really uh understand the magnitude of what he did and i'm gonna be honest with you 
just by nature of being there, you know, it's kind of them saying, hey, we know that you screwed up, but we'd really love to get your thoughts on it too. So here's an airline ticket. We'll see you at the reunion. You know, if they really wanted to, you know, make him pay for this, maybe he doesn't get invited to the reunion like so many other folks didn't get invited because they got eliminated early. Um, more on the fact that clearly Jenna was there. They cut to her in the audience for a reaction shot, but she didn't get to sit on the stage because she went home early. But then you have Corey there who got eliminated via violence, and uh, he's still up there. Corey had a quote that I thought was ridiculous when he was uh, talking about Kyle, you know, when they were going back and forth about sharing the crown of who hooks up with the most girls, which was, you know, disgusting in its own right. But he said something about you better make sure to wrap it up or you might find yourself with a daughter like me. I was like, wow. I was like, are you aware of how ridiculously awful that sounded, bro? Like, I understand kind of the sentiment here, but here you are, this one saving grace for your character as people see how great you are with your kid and how, you know, you've become this this family man. And, and to use that as a way to say, hey, keep it in your pants or whatever to Kyle, I thought that was real poor choice of words by Corey here during this yeah. reunion. Well, I'm going to back him up a little bit here and say – and do what I do best here at Challenge Mania and, and play the other side. It's like, which one of us are really so eloquent with our words? Like, I can't tell you how many dumbass things have come out, out of my mouth here on this on this podcast. And, you know, to be put on the spot with, uh, you know, with – with all with 30 cast members or whatever 20 cast members that you just did the show with and you have a full audience and now all of a sudden they just go okay Corey, now let me ask you a question the same thing happened to me too it's like you know miz asked miz asked me so about that joss battle and like whatever just comes out of your mouth just comes out of your mouth like you don't think and that's and, and that's also part of the reason why they put us on these shows is because a lot of times we don't think we, we don't think we just react you know and that's part of the whole you know, uh, the whole, you know, electricity behind each one of these characters is you don't know what the fuck is going to come out of their mouths. You know, you can try to predict, you know, but in the end, you have no idea. And, and, you know, you may say, you you know, you may say whatever you were saying was disgusting, but, uh, or, or, you know, poor choice of words, but, you know, some people may understand and think, you know, I'm, I was just saying like, you know, if you don't wrap it up, like you might just have a kid like it, that happens. So, you know, if he didn't, maybe he didn't say it with that sort of tone, but you know, to some people that, that might be what he meant. And if you do know Corey, then how I've known him, like I don't, and and I understand that the slam has, has some things to, to, to make people feel a little, um, you know, uh, feel a little distaste about him, but you know, I, I didn't see this, um, this horrible person when I, when I lived with him, you know what I mean? And I, I still don't think that's the case, but you know, poor choice of words, you know, poor choice of delivery. Eh, maybe, maybe I can't All tell right. you how many times. Yeah. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. So we get, uh, Kaylee and Kyle via Skype who man, shame that they weren't there because I mean, they were involved in some of the bigger moments, at least in this first half here, you have Kyle and Paulie, in this verbal tussle that, I mean, it might almost be a good thing that he was, you know, however many thousands of miles away because Paulie threatening him, saying he's going to put him in the ground, sort of a second version of that podcast he graced us with in the middle of the summer. Um, uh, You know, 
I, I somehow thought that would be the last I had heard of that, but hear of that, but unfortunately it wasn't. But you know that verbal sparring between the two of them, and then the whole thing with Kaylee and Natalie, um, and then the thing with Kaylee and Nelson and Angela. Nelson alluded to that on this show, this whole ordeal with him and, and Angela not really being able to talk about it yet. Um, it did come up on this reunion. Here's what I wanted to get to, though. Nelson has this moment where him and Kaylee are going back and forth, and Nelson saying that he went to the UK to tell Kaylee that he loved her and he wanted to be with her and marry her. She responds, but you are sending dick pics, for lack of a better term, to someone in the States at the time. And Nelson says, yeah, but we weren't official, though. And she goes, but you're literally telling me that you want to live with me and marry me and all this stuff while you're sending dick pics to someone else. And, and he goes, yeah, but I mean, we weren't official at the time. And they cut to this shot of this girl in the audience. Now, if somehow you happen to be a challenge maniac and you're listening to this, slow clap to you for providing what I would say was the best visual representation of what I'm sure every single person was thinking during this moment. Whereas if some weird artificial distinction of being like Facebook official or whatever would make it any less disingenuous to be simultaneously sending eggplant pics to someone while you're texting someone else that you want to marry them and live with them. It's not as if like whether in court it would hold up or not. It's the fact that clearly you don't care that much about situation one if you're trying to play situation two, three, and four as well with your cell phone. So I just love that shot of this audience member who could not have said it better. I could not have said it better. Um, in a million years. And so if you're listening to this, great. If not, I'm going to post a picture um, because someone find this girl and thank her for that reaction because, you know, that moment to me just, just stood out as far as like, you know, thinking that you've got, I mean, look, yeah, again, would it hold up in court? You know, as far as did you cheat on her? No, because you weren't technically together, but you're trying to tell someone that you love them and you want to be with them and marry them and move to the UK and have kids with them. But, oh yeah, last night I did send an eggplant pic to another girl. Anyway. Just, just another, another beautiful disaster, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about a couple other things here, and then I want to get to our first guest. And we can come back to we, we our first caller, I should say. Um, I mentioned people in the audience. Did you notice Jenna in the audience? I didn't, but I again, I'm I'm jotting down notes for our our, our reckoning review for the Patreon pod. You know what I'm saying? So I'm up and down. I'm up and down. I'm up and down. Um, and so I didn't, but I saw that on. On, on Twitter that they, that Jenna was there. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. So, and, 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 and in case just going back to the poly podcast and the Nelson podcast, if you guys haven't listened to either one of the poly podcasts, um, or the Nelson podcast, like, you know, Nelson sort of comes out and tells us that he was in love with her. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Pauly comes out and he's like pretty much said the same shit, you know, like a couple months ago. So, you know, if you guys, you know, really want to get, get, you know, if you get the first, if you guys are first time listeners or, or whatnot, or haven't gotten to the Paulie or Nelson podcast, not that many people like that. The second Paulie podcast, but the first one was pretty good. And the Nelson one, he was like professing his love pretty much or saying that he was in love, you know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I, 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 when he said it on the podcast, I'm like, Oh, good for you. Oh, wow. I, I, I kind of feel for you. And then I'm hearing that like, yeah, he was in love, but he's also kind of, you know, He's trying to, you know, feel his options out as well simultaneously. I don't know. I, I just call BS on that sometimes. Like, I think different people have different standards or, you know, of what love is or what being kind of like to me, there are certain people who think, okay, are we now quote unquote exclusive? Are we in a relationship? Okay. Now at this very moment, I will cease talking to everyone else, hooking up with other girls and sending eggplant pics to everyone else. Now starting this moment. Okay. Now we're official. 
And then if you don't do it again after that, then you're great, right? But other people, myself included, might be like, all right, if you're so hung up on this girl, if you're so in love with this girl, wouldn't you kind of like, I don't know, kind of maybe stop a little bit before that, make sure there's not really like a crossover period, stop trying to feel out your other options and, and whatnot, and kind of end those other side conversations beforehand? Wouldn't you naturally not even want to be having them if you're yeah, so but- in love with someone else? Yeah, but I mean, look, so, but then he's at the reunion, like now I'm with Angela, you know? So like it's, it, and then, and then with, with Kaylee, like, you know, I, I hope we can get her on the pod here pretty soon to figure out like, you know, what, what's what, you know, because I know that at some point I felt like, um, you know, before they got back together, it looked like they got back together, you know, she was being pretty like, you know, vicious with her words. So I wonder if this was just sort of like an act of retaliation, like, did he really send dick pics or is she just saying he sent dick pics? You know what I mean? So, um, he didn't deny know. it. I mean, I, I feel like if he hadn't have done that, the response is just, I didn't do that. Not, yeah, but we weren't official. Um, I do want to get to our first caller, but I also want to say um, that when it comes to Kaylee coming on the show, someone did write me and said, please don't have her on the show. It's disgusting what she did to Natalie. I did think that when confronted about it on the reunion here, she had a chance to apologize to it, cop to it and say, you know, maybe, you know, maybe say, hey, I didn't understand the severity of it at the time. I thought I was saying something that everybody in the house knew, you know, but I didn't realize saying it to a larger group of people was in, in essence outing her. She didn't go that route. She basically said she would do it again. She didn't care. I mean, very, very cold hearted response here. Someone said, hey, don't even have her on the show because, you know, you don't want to condone that behavior. I want to have her on the show because I want to confront her about it myself. I'd love to give her another opportunity maybe to apologize to her. I mean, you know, to Natalie and obviously to anyone else who was offended by it. Give her another opportunity to maybe hear from you and myself, maybe put it in perspective, a different perspective that might change her, her mindset on it. But You know, a lot of people very upset and rightfully so about what she did and how she's handling it in the aftermath here. People who actually don't even want us to give her the platform to speak if that's going to be the way she addresses this. So it goes back to what I'm saying about when people go on these reunion shows or they come on our podcast. It's a second chance to address some of these things. Some of them just kind of own it in the wrong way. They're like, you know what? I'm going to go even further with this. You know, clearly, I mean, Johnny, we'll get to this. I want to get to our first caller, but Johnny... Honestly, with a second mention of Devin's dad, presumably sober at whenever they filmed this three in the afternoon on a Friday. Like, come on, dude. Really? Again? Okay. 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 All right. But here, here's the thing with that. Like, and no one has to come on here and apologize. I, I, this is, I don't think this is an opportunity for anyone to do anything, but tell us their story. I, you know, in, in one way, shape or form, everyone that comes on the show uh, or that's, that, that's been on the challenge, like they're, they're like, they, they, they're, they're, they play with fire. That's why they're on the show. You know what I mean? It's just the, the difference is, is they put, they're put in these strange situations with people they're not supposed to like in a competition for a million dollars. Look, it, it, the, the fire is already, it's already on fire. It's like, how do you get, get out of there without being burned alive? You know? So, um, again, it's, it's, it's not our job. I don't feel like it's our job to push anyone or to tell them that, Hey, guess what? Here's your second chance. I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's, it's, it's thank you for coming on and telling us your story and letting us know how you really feel in, in, in long form and whether, whether, you know, you're sorry for it after watching the show or, or you've had some time to think about it. Cool. If not, 
it, it's it's not it, uh, that's you. I kind of I kind of disagree, man. Because here, here, here's what I'll say. Look, look, we've done this podcast for a year. This hasn't come up too many times. But you know, when when someone does do something that you know we are at liberty to discuss on here, you know, and, and talk to them about it, I I do feel like you know we're not going to have Kaylee on and not bring up the subject matter that, to be honest with you, has been kind of you know her and Nelson is one aspect of her kind of ongoing storyline, and then this thing with Natalie that we then saw play out on screen. We're not going to forget not the suitcase. Don't forget the suitcase. Oh no, and she'll she'll get to talk about that too. And that's a part that that's her chance to if make. If she comes on, if she comes yeah. on, I'm just you saying. Know? Look, we would be doing a disservice to our audience to have her on and to not ask her about that because look, that is a representation for a lot of people of something that they might not see in their everyday life that they might not have experienced. And there's people who don't understand why it's unacceptable. So especially in an area, you know, in, in kind of a gray area here with Natalie, where look, Natalie says, Hey, you told everyone I was a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian. I'm bisexual. However, not everyone knew that she says, Hey, well, everyone in the house knew that she goes, yeah, that's fine. But you said it on social media. You shouldn't out people just because you thought that it was something everyone knew and you choose to chose to do that. You're, we need to make sure people at home know they can't do that in their high school or in their neighborhood or wherever, because there are people who are doing it for malicious reasons. They're doing, doing it when they don't even know that they're doing it. They're doing it because they think that it's interesting or funny or whatever. And people need to know that that's not something that they should be taking part in. So I do think we have it. You know, we want to get her story too. Obviously, we want to find out how she got on the show. We want to find out what her ups and downs were this season, and you know, getting onto this show and everything like that. But this is a thing that we have to we have to discuss with her when we yeah. have her on. But I'm not going to not have her on because of it. Because to be honest with you, how do I say this nicely? If we didn't have anyone on that said or did something that I disagree with or I might even find deplorable, well, our guest list would probably be about four people, and we'd probably just be having like. Jenna and Emily Schramm and you know I don't even know who else we would have on who literally has gone through this entire process without saying or doing something and, that uh, and even they then and even regret. then and even then we can probably dig deep you know what I'm yeah. saying be like, even this Jenna it's bad because they did this even Jenna's you know probably I mean? said a thing or two after a yeah. cocktail all right let's get to uh, our first caller uh, and, um, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say and 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 just to sorry not to sound ignorant but this is this is sort of what I think you were alluding to can you tell me what a pansexual is yeah, basically she doesn't she you know she she doesn't identify solely with one form of sexual partner. She's not just into girls, she's not just into guys. Um she she phrased it as bisexual during the reunion. She phrased it as pansexual early earlier on. I'm not necessarily that in tune with what the distinction is yeah. there, but I think what she was trying to say is that she's not solely someone who dates guys, not solely someone who dates girls, and I don't think she identifies one way or another or should feel obligated to. And regardless, it was one of those things where when Kaylee brought it up on the offensive earlier this year, she was doing it with malicious intent in the sense that she was trying to devalue or invalidate what Natalie and Johnny had by putting that out there that she knew, oh, you know, everybody in the house knows this or knows that. Whatever. First of all, like, it's not as simple as that. So what she's saying is that, okay, just because I might have a girlfriend at home or I might date women as well does not mean that I wasn't really into Johnny. You don't know anything about my sexual preference. It's more complicated than what yours might be or what someone else might be. So, yeah, um, yeah. and that's and, the thing. It's all about educating people through yeah. this stuff. Cause look, if she thought, look, if Kaylee is as simple, it's as simple as Kaylee thought, Oh, well that's interesting. I thought Natalie was into girls. She must be lying about being into Johnny 
And then Natalie says, actually, you're mistaken. I'm into men. I'm into women. It's more complicated than that here. And let me educate you. I'd prefer you not tell anyone else. And then Kaylee says, oh, I'm sorry. Wow. I didn't know that about you. Thank you for telling me about telling me that about you. And yes, I'll keep that between us or between the people in the house. You know, if that's how she reacted, boom, perfect. That's amazing. It's not how she reacted. And then after the fact, if she had reacted in this way and just said, you know what, Natalie, at the time, I thought I was coming back at you because you had said something to me. You had hurt my feelings. I wanted to hurt yours. I went about it the wrong way. And now I know that it's something that's unacceptable to do. If she had done that, even, you know what, you're like, okay, you're living through experience and you're you're maturing after the fact. She didn't even do that. She's like... She's like, I'm no. not sorry. Sorry, not yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 la- last thing, last thing here, dude. And 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 like, like you were saying before, um, these people, some people, uh, all of us, are come from a, a different place, a different upbringing, different families, uh, different environments, and we grow up um, learning certain things, you know. And, and it's okay to not know. You know what I mean? It's okay. It's okay to to not know um, what you're doing wrong. And sometimes it takes, you know, certain things to happen for us to learn. Uh, what's yeah. right and wrong. And we promise you guys, this is a one year anniversary episode. It's not going to be this heavy all the way through. Um, before we get to our first call, I want to tell you about one of our new sponsors. There are thousands of financial blogs and websites out there, but how do you know what information to trust? Well, on your own is a personal finance blog that provides free and unbiased information, not biased like the information I might give you on this podcast, Gokara, that anyone can understand. Whether you're starting out in the real world, or on the real world or on road rules, or just looking for a new beginning on your own will be there as a helpful guide and your biggest supporter on your own blogs. Articles are written by personal finance experts from the national endowment for financial education. The NEFE is the leading nonprofit national foundation dedicated to inspiring empowered financial decision-making for individuals and families. That's very important. Empowered financial decisions. You don't want to make, I'll tell you what Ashley made an empowered financial decision at the final reckoning reunion. Sorry about that Hunter. The On Your Own blog covers a wide range of topics, including how to choose a credit card, how to start investing, and what to do if your identity is stolen, something that happens, unfortunately, all the time. Also, sometimes your money is stolen, like Hunter's was. Sorry, had to do it again. The blog only links to reputable resources that you can trust, so all of your personal finance questions can be answered on the blog or by one of their resources. Check out onyourown.org, not .com, .org, slash challengemania to learn more. That's onyourown.org slash challengemania. It's a great free resource that will empower you to make better financial decisions. That's onyourown.org slash challengemania. And we thank them for sponsoring Challenge Mania and being the sponsor of our one-year anniversary episode we could not have gotten here without great sponsors like onyourown.org okay all right we have a caller on the line what's your name and where are you calling from uh my name is fabiola martinez and i am calling from uh barbie beast territory long island new york hey hey strong island in the house 516 (laughs) welcome thank you and we have met (laughs) you before right fabiola uh you were over in boston and in new york you said Correct. Yeah. And what, so that was uh, where you were in Boston for Challenge Mania Live, and was it in in New York? Where was that? It was for Challenge Mania Live, too. Perfect. At Caroline's. Awesome. Well, two for two. Hopefully, we'll see you at another one. What is your question? You're the first caller here on our one year anniversary of Challenge Mania episode. Exciting. And her friend friend brought me the the challenge, brought me a, a road rules hat to sign. Which I then, which I then sent the video to the 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 producers of that that 
that that season of road rules. Challenge extreme. gods. Hey, hey, challenge gods. Challenge gods. <laughs> challenge uh, gods. All right, uh, yes. Fabiola, why don't you go ahead with your question? Well, this one is actually for D directly. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. My question is, um, I think everybody wants to know if we will see you again on our screen um, on the challenge or if you think that maybe the challenge gods um, have you on timeout for the <laughs> podcast. Ooh, good question. <laughs> D, are you in timeout? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's up to the real God. You know, I, I think it's, I think, I think the challenge gods have, have a lot to do with it, but I think it's up to the real God and whether or not, you know, he wants to give me another run at this thing. Um, you know, I'll be ready if they call me, you know, as far as the podcast goes, I mean, uh, you know, I can potentially teach one or two or a few close friends how to, um, you know, help Scott run this machine, you know, um, and, and in reality, it's like it, you guys are the maniacs are the ones, you know, that that support us, you know, the patrons that support us and and understand that when like Scott goes to New Zealand and he's got to be there with his, you know, with his wife and so, soon to be child, you know, that that, you know, he's there. You know, they're there for something important and, and we're trying to get you guys, you know, uh, valuable content and stuff like that. Um, I, I think that uh, I think that we could find a way to keep Challenge Mania running without me. Um, and but is it is it because I've, I've I have too many friends or, or I've, I've talked to too many people um, that that maybe it would make more boring TV? I don't know. I think. Uh, eventually Derek would get forced with a, a major decision and it would piss somebody off. Um, and that's just what happens in these games, you know? So, uh, I think that's, you know, that would be the issue. Hey D I man, I've been on the podcast one, two, three times. You're going to, you're going to vote me in. You're going to cut my throat, you know? And then boom, there goes the neighborhood, you know? And then that would ha- would happen over and over again. So it's like, you, you can't keep your nose clean in those games, no matter how, how hard you try. Mm-hmm. You can't. You know, so yeah, you know, up to the, I think it's up to the main guide and, you know, the challenge guides. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, I think it would be a mistake that, you know, if they don't have you again, because you bring so much heart and fight, um, you know, to the TV show and it, it would be a mistake. I, I, I really appreciate it. I think they want the chaos. I want, they think that they want the bombs, the explosions, but I do agree. I do agree to an extent that I, I think they, they need some. Uh, you know, if it's not me, you know, maybe it's a new person, maybe it's somebody else that, you know, people, people see that, 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 that's something I, that, that what you just explained. Um, you know, I thought that, you know, I think that Hunter has a little bit of that, but you know, we've seen that it, it, that his emotions did get the best of him a little bit. And you know, we, we, we go, ah, ah, keep it together, keep it together, Hunter. But I know that Hunter's got some heart in there, you know, and, and for whatever it's worth, you know, Ashley's got that heart in there. It's just, you play a game, you play a game for a million dollars. It's going to get bloody. It's going to get nasty. You play a game where people are hooking up and then, and then, and then breaking up and then you're teaming them up for a million dollars, knowing that they hate each other. I mean, it's going to happen, but there's hearts in both of those people. And in times it does come out, you know, whether you hate them or love them, it comes out at times. So thank you. Thank you so much for no the call, problem. Fabiola. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this year and for coming out to two of our shows and for being a patron. We really appreciate it. We uh, couldn't do it without no, you. No, thank you guys for bringing, you know, Challenge Mania to us. Awesome. Thank Ho- you. Hopefully we'll be seeing you again soon. You will. Bye. Bye. See you. 
All right. Awesome. Okay. So that was a great question. D, I don't think we're done seeing you yet, but uh, until you do go back, we're going to keep pumping out the content. I know that this episode doesn't have a Challenge Cast member on it, but you got to have faith. All right. If you like Challenge Cast member interviews, the long form interviews that we bring you here on Challenge Mania, guys, just have a little bit of faith. Am I right? That's all I need to have because, right? You see what I'm getting at, D? I know, I know, I know exactly what you're getting it. Um, Should I tell them who our next guest is? What do you think? You're gonna tell her about our, our next challenge spy that was at the reunion. Mm-hmm. Are we bringing in a spy? Yeah, that used to be in the military. <laughs> I will say, huh? I get will... a little hardcore in here. Hey, I don't consider this to be any sort of like uh, insult of appearance or, or body shaming or anything like that. I will say, I appreciate. Are you age shaming me? Are you? Did you just age shame <laughs> me, bro? That's a new term that we had in the challenge I love it. reunion. Shout out to Shane. I, I appreciate a good movie reference <laughs> yeah. and, and, a mo- and a good movie appearance uh, comparison. And so I was a, a big fan of our, our next Challenge Mania guest, folks, uh, referring to Cara Maria as Rufio from Hook, a movie that Cara even said she loves very much, which I love very much as well, that movie Hook. Faith Stowers is our next guest here on Challenge Mania coming at you next week. So um, you'll see us tweeting about it and posting it on Facebook so you guys can send us questions. Um, one of the nominees, I would say, for Rookie of the Year this year in the Challenge Mania Awards. More on that later. But yes, guys, we will be back to bringing you guys guests hopefully twice a week, sometimes once a week when one of us has something going on or when we have a Challenge Mania Live. But to make up for the fact that I was in New Zealand for the last couple of weeks and, um, you know, obviously the content uh, wasn't as overflowing as it has been. We are going to try to hit two a week uh, for the next few weeks. So we have faith coming up and we're going to try to hit as many of these people that you want to hear from from the final reckonings we can and get some more old school folks in there as well. But let's get to our next caller here. Hello. There she is. How are you? How's it going, hey. Simone? Hey, hey, Derek, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Um, so Scott, we, I can't, we, we gotta just roll, roll right into it. So Simone's an author. She's got the blue check mark. When I first <laughs> saw you, when I first saw that, like, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the coolest thing for me. You know what I mean? Cause you know, you're like, you know, you've done some cool stuff and you're like, listen to the show. And I'm like, how do I write a book? Can we want to team up on a book? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, I, I would love do that. that. I've always wanted to write one about a reality show. A friend of mine did. I forgot what it was called. I think it was called American Idol, I-D-L-E or something like that. Um, but yeah, so I have like 11 books in the stores, but uh, I write uh, edgy, hot teen romance novels. Whoa. Oh. You're going to get one of those air horns right there. <laughs> right. Teen? That- like for high school kids? Like sex, drugs, violence, and profanity. Oh my God! This is she's in the right spot. No wonder she listens to Challenge Mania. Exactly right. <laughs> it's all stuff we never the talk life about. I write about. It's it's all this stuff we never talk about. A lot right. of uh, a lot of people were very excited when I think you started uh, chiming in on Twitter, and I, I, I know a couple of other Challenge Maniacs were like, "Wait, is how do you pronounce your last name, Simone? Is it Elkels?" I say it's not Elka Moore, it's Elka Less. Elka Less. Okay. So Ooh. people are like, wait, is that the Simone Elka Less of, you know, young adult fiction fame and this and that, or whatever? And they were very mm-hmm. excited. So clearly you have some readers and, and fans in our audience already. For those who don't, what is the, like the, um, the book series called? And if people want to pick it up and hear, now that they know you are at least indirectly influenced by some of the <laughs> shenanigans you've seen on your MTV screen, maybe some people want to pick up the books. Where can they find them? 
Uh, they're everywhere. You can find them in the Barnes and Noble. You can find them online. Um, I have a bunch of different series. I have 11 books in the stores, but my biggest um, series is Perfect Perfect Chemistry. And uh, it's about a Hispanic gang member who falls in love with... He, well, he makes a bet that he could... You know, um, fuck the rich white popular girl before Thanksgiving, and, um, and but he ends up falling for her and uh, changes his life and wants to get out of the gang. And I did a lot of gang research in Chicago, Derek. Ah, uh, that's where I am from. Uh huh. Me too. Me too. And I know a little bit about the gang activity out there. Right. It's it's serious stuff. I grew um, up with it. Yeah, I've had fans who literally got out of their gangs because they want to be a hero like my heroes in my books. But yes. uh, it's awesome. But uh, yeah, so that's what I write. So that's my biggest one that I like right now is actually in Hollywood. They're going to try to – I have uh, writers right now in a production company that's going to try to turn into a, like a Netflix series or Whoa. Hulu series. So we'll see what happens. You know, Hollywood's very like you're so interested and nothing happens. So Everyone's we'll got a screenplay. Nobody's got a plan. Well, you know, Simone, there is someone on the line right now who's a proud member of the Screen Actors Guild. So when you guys do start casting that thing, I don't know if I could be one of said gang members, but I might be able to be like a, a guidance <laughs> counselor trying to get him on the straight and narrow or something like that. Or maybe just the guy at the toll booth. I don't know. Something like that. I, Scott, I'm going to have to send you the books. Love it. I'm uh, in there. Definitely I'm send gonna, them to me. I, and and I've I've got a good story for you actually where he could probably play the counselor he could probably play my counselor after I tell you the story. Um, let's get to uh, let's get to Simone's question. So I mean Simone, obviously you talk about your books all day every day, but you go out of your way to talk about the challenge with us on social media on our Patreon. You write these great thought provoking messages and and comments on our <laughs> Patreon that are all grammatically flawless, which is what's great about having authors on your side. So we appreciate <laughs> that very much. You put a, a lot of thought into that stuff. So what what one question do you have for us here today, uh, live on the line for our one year anniversary episode of Challenge? Mania. First of all, happy anniversary, you guys. I'm so excited for you guys. I'm very happy to be a patron. A patron. I've never subscribed to any other podcast. You guys are the only ones. You entertain me. Sometimes I literally can't sleep at night because I have too much in my head. I'm like, <laughs> I can't sleep. And I listen to you guys and you put me to sleep. And that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because you're like my friends chatting with me. Um, but anyways, I know that sounds so creepy now that I just said that. But anyways, um, I have an issue with the whole lie that Pe- Polly and Natalie were told on the when they were up high on the thing and whatever. And, and they swore on their families' mm-hmm. lives and everything. I love – I have an issue with that. Now, I, and I know it's a game and, like, they say, oh, if you get down, it's your issue, your fault. But I don't know. I feel like if somebody looked me in the eye and said that – like and then you go back and it, but and and then you get um what's his name uh the other guy uh who, Joss. what's his no a Zach who mm-hmm. literally lost a million dollars because of his word yeah yeah no it's it, it's interesting do you watch Big Brother at all Simone no I don't so, I watched it like long 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 time ago and I, so I can't. I can't take credit for this, but somebody made this connection, which is that the the Big Brother competitors being introduced into the fold did something interesting here on this final. You see this on Big Brother all the time, but you don't see it on the challenge, which is the whole deal-making element of these sort of endurance challenges, where maybe these have happened and the challenge gods have decided to edit it out, but on Big Brother, it's pretty commonplace that people will use their leverage to be like, you know, if you're hanging on top of a rope and you're, you're caught with one foot and your, your arm's going numb and you really want to let go, you might say, 
say, hey, Simone, I promise we won't vote you out if you drop. Or, hey, if you drop, I promise I'll let you pick who we vote out. Or, hey, I, I promise if it's for a prize, I'll, you know, I'll take you on the trip to Hawaii with me, whatever it is. And that's commonplace. But what is equally as commonplace in Big Brother is no one ever, it's not like, look, if they really wanted to, the challenge gods or the Big Brother gods could take everything as, you know, oh, you said that on camera, you have to stick to that word. But they don't do that for a reason because when money plays a part in it and this and that, people go back on their word. So I would say that, you know, it's interesting here that you put so much faith into them saying what they needed to say for them to believe them. I swear on my kids. I swear on my family. I swear, you know, it's one of those things where for a million dollars, Simone, I don't know if you have a husband at home or, you know, just a brother or sister or your parents, whatever. If you went home and had to explain to them that you lost a million dollars and they they said, why? And in a roundabout way, you said, well, I didn't want to go back on my word here. Would would the majority of them be okay with that? Or would someone be like, Hey, you're on TV. It's a game. Why don't you just go back on your word? I don't know. Maybe I come from an older school. You know, my father passed away. If I, I have, I have said something like I swear on my father's grave and let me tell you something. If I swear on my father's grave, I don't care a billion dollars. I wouldn't go back on the word. And my father's watching me. And he always said, you have to have honor and integrity and integrity in everything you do. Now, do am I always doing that? No, but I'm always thinking of my dad and I like, I, I, I just wouldn't, that's just me. And you know what? That's Zach. And everybody's saying how stupid, stupid, you know, give away a million dollars because you won't, you know, send these other guys in, you're going in. And he's like, I don't care. It's my honor. It's my integrity. And I really respected that. People could say it's stupid though. What if you found out that Paulie's family, who listens to this podcast, by the way, so Mama Calafiore, feel free to chime in here. Um, she actually does listen to the show. Um, you know, what if your your family gave you their blessing to say, hey, say what you got to do, do what you got to do, just come home with that money. And a lot of times some people have that thing that you mentioned the one thing you would never go back on if you swear on, on your father's grave or in his memory. But you might have those couple things where you might present them as such, but you know in the back of your mind, okay, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like if you put it in broader terms, like, oh, I swear on my family, or if you say, I swear to God or whatever, people have things that might mean more to the person you're swearing it to than it actually does to you. Would you make that distinction? Is that okay? Like if someone said, Hey, you know, swear on your friend's life or something like that. Like, where's the line here? Because, you know, a lot of these people have families at home that they think that maybe the money might mean more to them than their honor or, you know, their integrity. Yeah, I mean, and I am the the uh, survivor watcher and that guy who said that his mom died or something and he was crying. I forget. It was many, many years Johnny ago. Johnny Fairplay. Johnny Fairplay. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, I know Johnny. That's why. I knew him. He, he's him. so scumbaggy and it was so great TV. It was such great TV, right? He was the um, biggest villain in, in reality TV history for like 15, 20 years up until Johnny stole Sarah's money, right? Oh, my. Seriously. <laughs> I think, right? Listen, I don't blame Natalie for taking uh, Hunter's money. I don't like Ashley. I don't like. She, I don't think she's been an honorable person. I think she's her ego and putting other people down it has been horrible this this season. Although I used to like her, um, I really like Hunter. I mean, he's such a likable guy. Uh, if I were Ashley, I would have taken his money, but I would have actually felt remorseful. You know, like when I cut people off on the road, I'm like, and they flip me the finger. I'm like, eh, he has every right to flip me the finger. You know, I'm not even upset about it. You know, I think Ashley should have been a little bit more remorseful. I don't know, I, I, but I would do what she did. You'd, you'd offer him a dollar at the reunion. Well, no, that was so disrespectful. <laughs> that was so not nice. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was degrading. Here, here's what I got. Here's what I, my thoughts on, on, on the lies, um, in, from a competitor standpoint, it, you know, in, and just a viewing standpoint, um, it just, 
uh, uh, when Natalie first came into the game, she was like the first big brother person. And she got this like stigma of, um, uh, like lying because she's coming from big brother and she's fake, you know, or something like that, you know? And I, obviously I just feel people out on my own and see it on my own. And, you know, she had this, like, you know, they would like lies were for some reason attached to her. And that was like her, you know, the negative side of, of Natalie in that first Mm -hmm. vendetta season. And then, you know, here comes like the huge lie up on the posts and it's with, uh, two big brother people who, you know, like, like Scott said, uh, they have the stigma of that's how they play their game in, in big bro- in the big brother house. It's not so much like this, like physical brawn. It's, it's more of like these, like, you know, small little puzzles that we saw on, on the final reckoning. And it, it, you know, what, what I think is, is going to sit and may sit with, with, uh, you know, the big brother people is that they, you know, they're dishonest or they're not truthful. Um, but the flip side of it is, 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 is it just a game and are they just words? Are they just words? You know, know what I'm saying? Derek, would you swear on your son's life? No, 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 no. I probably, no. I mean, that see, without even thinking about it, I say no, you know, but that's just, I don't go there. Like you just if they, swear on something else. Like, right. But what if the person and, presents it? What if, so you and me are up there, D and you say, Scott, drop, drop. I won't vote you in. And I go swear on your son's life. No. Then what do you do? You say, never mind, stay up. It depends on how bad I needed it. <laughs> depends I mean, on how listen, bad I wanted it. Right. Paul it, it, and Natalie didn't win. You know, maybe it's karma. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It's like, for me, like I, I have, I have difficulties lying. I, it, it, it bothers me to lie to people's faces and like pride gets in the way. Like you said, pride got in the way of Zach made him look great, made him look great, stuck up for his friend. But here we are. Some people being like, you dummy, you're going to, you're, you're not, you're going to, you're going to jump in there for him. What's he done for you? You know, but then again, it's like, well, I got a lot of pride, you know? And, and, you know, to be honest with you, like, I'm just going to step in here and do it. You know, I felt like shit. I felt like shit. I wanted to um, put myself in instead of ammo. Ammo got put in against Jordan in the, uh, in the dirty 30, you know, it was me, Tony, ammo and Dario. I, I, I barely knew these guys, but I was like, Maybe I should just put myself in and I fucking ammo goes in there. He gets his dad, you know, he gets beat. He almost wins, but he gets beat up a little bit. But I go, you know, what's, is it smarter for me to go in and, and, and with my pride and say, I can take this guy. Or is it smarter for me to now nah, bow out? Don't get yourself hurt. You don't need to go in there. What are you going in there for? For who? For what? This is an easy move. Mm-hmm. You know, we may never see ammo again, you know, like. So you have honor and you have integrity, but you also play the game. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. You know what I mean? It's especially when, you know, you're, you're, you're put on the spot up on a pedestal and you've been standing there in pain, you know, for so long. And you go, how am I going to get myself out of this? Well, maybe next time we pull a page out of Paulie and Natalie's book, you know what I mean? But, but here's what happens is then nobody's trusted. You trust nobody. And that's, that, that becomes the biggest problem is because lying has become such a big part of this game to win the challenge. People are literally lying to people's faces. You yeah. know, it, 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 I don't think it used to be like that. 
You know, I don't think it used to be like that, but no, when Johnny was on, he talked about how it's changing to be not really competitive and the competitors, it's really about the drama and how much, you know, you know, smack talking from all these people. And I agree with that. And I think there is a problem, but Johnny also gets caught up in it, you know, him and Devin. Oh, oh, he's, yeah, he's, it may have changed, but you know, he's, you know, he's rolling with the times. You know what I mean? He is. Um, I feel sorry for Devin. He, his face, when I see his face, it's so sad. And I, I, I feel so sad for him. Um, cause he, I, I, I don't know if it's an act or what, but it just, I don't know. Well, I want to say this while we were going to talk about this, you know, in between calls, but since you brought it up and we, you know, we are kind of bouncing back and forth on this episode by, by taking calls and answering whatever questions you guys have, but also discussing the part one of the reunion we just saw, um, you know, the Johnny episode this season, I should say not of our podcast where him and Devin went at it back and forth and you had Devin following him around even for longer than we saw play out on TV. Devin even admitted that. And then Johnny going below the belt and making the comments about his dad and, you know, whether you agree with it or not, a lot of the people that were sort of were on the Johnny side of it said, hey, when you come after someone like that, you kind of have to take whatever they throw back at you, even if it's something about your father. I disagreed at the time, but at least that's what people were saying. Guess what? At this reunion, Devin was not following him around. They were both sitting on a dais. It was very easy for Johnny to cop to it, apologize, pivot, move along. No, he did it again. He did it again in this setting, in this very controlled 3 p.m. on a Friday setting where presumably both of them were fairly sober. And he, he, mentioned, his dad, he mentioned his dad again. He said your dad, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, what did you think about that, Simone? You know, Johnny did say, I said you, you weren't in the right place to be here. And, and so you weren't in the right mindset. And then it got a little further than that. You know, the apple doesn't, shouldn't, you know, I hope he it falls far from the tree. He's saying your father obviously was a wonderful man and you're not. That's, that's what he's really saying. But uh, it, it doesn't come off good. But it's, he's just saying you, didn't, you, you shouldn't have been there. You weren't in the right mind space. Your dad just passed away. My dad passed away many years ago when I was in my early 20s. I wasn't in the mind space. I wouldn't have been able to come back. And I think that's what Johnny's saying. I don't think Johnny acts 100% right all the time. But, you know, I I don't think what he's saying is so horrible. I I don't think it's so horrible. He should Maybe the Apple thing is stupid. But um, just saying you weren't in in a mindset. That's kind of what I was saying. Your dad died. You shouldn't be here because you weren't in the right mindset. But if you were writing a book and you were writing a character who was who was just trying to convey that information in a thoughtful way, would you put it in the terms and say it with the volume and the fervor that that Johnny executed those? Because to me, I don't buy that, hey, he was making a pretty salient point about the fact that, hey, maybe he shouldn't have went and done the challenge shortly after that. I don't think it's his place to say that either way. But even if he was trying to say it from a friendly perspective of, hey, man, I've been thinking about this. You're sitting there writing a book, Simone, and you're and you're writing a character kind of caring about another person's well-being and whether they went back to something too quickly after suffering a loss. Do you put it in the words that he put it in, or is that are those the words written by a character who's trying to get the other person's goat and trying to kind of get on their high horse and put things in those banana-esque sort of profound insult form that he likes to you know hang his hat on every season. Well, I'm an author. I'm trying to get people to read and try to get people to read interesting things. And they always say, you know, uh, you know, fiction is definitely better than truth or, you know, real life. So I would do what Johnny said, because that's 
people would keep reading and be like, whoa, my God. If I if they're like, oh, your life is so, you know, no, 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 happy, happy that nobody's going to read it. So it's the same thing. It's entertainment. And I maybe Johnny's doing it for entertainment and to uh, up the up the stakes, which is what you do in a book. Not real life, but what you do in book or entertainment. I think I think he's doing both. I think he's doing both. I think he needed a uh, a comeback. I think he needed to tell him to leave him alone. And he said it in a way where it was both kind of like, you know, like uh, like um, like you just said, um, you know, your dad was probably an awesome dude and you're an asshole. But by mentioning his father is that's that's the problem the 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 man is 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 not here anymore hopefully you know he's watching upon us and 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 sort of you know laughing you know because this is you know we're still talking about dad and uh you know and i mean that with all all due respect you know but um you know it gets brought up again and you're saying he's disrespecting him He's disrespecting by, by mentioning his father, period. I think that's the mm-hmm. problem with anybody at this point right now. It's like, it doesn't matter what he said. He's mentioning his father. He had not such an anymore. easy opportunity. Like, like I totally, not even totally understand. I disagree with it at the time. But, you know, as far as like that night was that night, there was a lot that went down. There was the slam. Mm-hmm. There was the following him around. This uh. is, you're wearing your, 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 your Friday's best. You're on a stage. You're well lit. Everybody sure is going after each other. But this, I feel like so many people in this reunion missed an opportunity to just kind of cop to something and apologize. I felt like he did that haphazardly in his interview chair during the season, but obviously Devin wasn't there for that. We weren't there for that collectively. This was his moment to kind of look Devin in the eye. He could have maybe set it up with a couple bananas digs and this and that. He should have just looked right at him and said, I shouldn't have went there with your dad, bro. I'm sorry. And I honestly think he would have won back some fans. And I yeah. honestly think he could have put this whole thing to bed and, and honestly taken a bit of the ammunition that Devin and Devin's followers and Devin's alliances and whatnot have going forward in future seasons. You know, I think something like this that, look, Banana, Bananas has his blind followers, but when you do something that is sort of unconditionally shunned, you know, like in a nutshell, you could say, hey, talking about the, the, the recently deceased or, or, or family members who passed away, it's kind of unconditionally shunned. I think what Kaylee did to Natalie and people doing that, outing people sort of unconditionally shunned. I think that obviously you can't go back in time and not do these things, but you do get this time to cop to it at the reunion. And I feel like not enough people took that opportunity. Corey included, I thought with, with what oh, he did. A hundred percent. Corey was like, yeah, okay with uh, you, Tony, but you know, I'm really upset that I did this to Devin. I'm like, you dude, you almost killed the guy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. it, here's what I think with the reunion and everything that's going on with part one is that the hate is real. I think that the hate is real, that these people really do not like each other and they're not going to back down from whatever words they have at the reunion. I think that they really want to sink their teeth into each other in one way, shape or form. And they're not sorry. And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then the next with with Kyle, like I'm going to like these empty veiled threats of I'm going to kill you. But like if he does actually hurt him, like and Kyle takes him to court, like all I'm thinking, I'm like, listen, I'm a mom. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, he threatened his life. If Kyle actually does get hurt, he can tell the judge, look, here's proof that he wanted to kill me. And then here's Paulie in jail. He shouldn't say those things. Yeah, I feel like our yeah. podcast might be like evidence number. You know, we'd like to enter article number 41, episode 73 <laughs> of Challenge Mania, where Paulie went on for 45 minutes while driving through the New Jersey highway system, cursing and threatening Kyle. Mr. Yes. Yeager, would you take the stand, please? 
Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, thank uh-huh. you so yeah. much for, for chatting with us, Simone. We really appreciate it. We're going to try to fit as many patrons in as we can. We really appreciate you listening to the show and just, you know, by you having the massive following that you, you have and by being an artist and a writer in your own right, just by you endorsing us even a little bit, I think adds a little bit of clout. And uh, we really do appreciate you and your patronage. And uh, thank you for getting us here to year one. We really thank you. Yeah. Love you guys. And anytime you're promoting anything, you got that retweet for me anytime you want. So just, just let me know. Um, yeah, you guys better come to Chicago. I'm telling you right I'm now. I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm going to be there soon. Well, if you want to open well, Christmas presents with D, he'll be there probably for the holidays. But early 2019, um, I'll keep this in so we can let everybody know. Early 2019, we're definitely coming to Chicago. Um, there's an improv there that we're probably going to do a Challenge Mania Live, just working on the dates. As some of you guys know, I've got some stuff going on. We're expecting a baby in the first quarter of the year. So trying to figure out a time that works uh, for everybody. Obviously, it's fairly cold there, but we're still going to bite the bullet and come to Chicago, even when it's probably the least ideal time to come out to the Windy City because we cannot. It makes your you nuts guys strong. Weak. Exactly, Simone. <laughs> well put. And so we're going to make sure that a lot of maniacs have stronger nuts after that Challenge Mania Live that we will be bringing you guys first quarter of 2019. That's a guarantee, Chicago. Guarantee, Excellent. Simone. All right. Thank you so much. Get some sleep. We appreciate you coming on. See you, Simone. Thank you. Um, all right. Wow. We have t- two callers down already, and they were both great. Um, you mentioned it. Really cool to have someone like some Simone Eccles, um coming on the show and being a, a listener and a patron of Challenge Mania. And uh, hopefully she sends me some of those books. They sound good. That sounded like a little bit of kind of Sons of Anarchy thing going on with the with the gang member and the romance and all that good stuff. So maybe the, 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 uh, the Mayans, the show that's on right now. So that sounds really cool. Um, before we get to our next caller slash guest... Um, I do want to talk about some thank yous. Uh, we have so many people to thank and, you know, we're not thanking ourselves here. We do the easy part. We hop on the phone essentially, and we have a three-way call with people that we know and that we like, and that we are obviously on a show that we is very close to our hearts. So it's easy for us. We could not have done this show and we could not continue to do the show without a bunch of key people. And I just want to say some thank yous and feel free to chime in whenever every single episode of our show begins the same way. And it begins with what I like, I think is the coolest intro to any podcast that I've ever heard. And it was composed by our man, Ryan knock at knock it out music. He also composed every single bit of music you hear on the show. So if we're doing a live read, if we're doing an ad, the intro that opens every Patreon episode, cause that has a different episode uh, open. All of those were composed by Ryan. This dude is legit. You've heard his music during the final four, during the challenge, during the bachelor, during all these reality shows, his stuff gets placed on a daily basis. And he's a good friend of mine. And when I told when we started the podcast, there was one episode of the show that opened with a song that was not Ryan's. It was our first episode. So it was a year from, from today, last year. And we opened it with a Greta Van Fleet song. I actually saw them earlier this week here in New York. Um, I didn't know what to open with. So I just, you know, put on a song that I was listening to at the time. Every episode since number two has opened with that Challenge Mania theme, and we cannot thank Ryan enough for that because this is music that people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for to have be part of their TV shows and commercials. And Odell Beckham just used the Challenge Mania theme in, in the trailer for his web series, and, and, and we got it all courtesy of our man Ryan. So you guys can support him and support 
the cause by picking up the Challenge Mania theme. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your music, even if you have a subscription service and it's free. Just download it, put it on there. You'll be working out. You'll be on the treadmill. Okay, Metallica's done. Boom, a little Challenge Mania to get you going. So uh, really cool What's stuff. What's it called? What's it called? Challenge, Challenge Mania, Mania theme? theme. If you look up Challenge Mania theme, you can download that. Uh, I'm going on how... iTunes right now, bro. Yeah. So big shouts to Ryan. Uh, we really appreciate him. Um, every time we do an episode... Right, we like to when there's noteworthy quotes, we like to get those to all the the press outlets, the Us Weeklies of the world. By the way, shouts to Emily Longaretta, our friend over at Us Weekly, who co-promotes the uh, the parties with me here in New York City. But the the Us Weeklies and the Entertainment Weeklies and the People magazines and. All those, we like to get them press release style quote excerpts from our podcast because who knows when somebody says something noteworthy or they might want to run with it for a story. Danielle Robitaille, who's a faithful patron who comes to a lot of our shows, she is our Challenge Mania quote gal. Just want to thank her for uh, all of her assistance putting those together. Um, want to thank our man Ethan Rosenwig who helped us out on the West Coast. Not only on the day when we had that Challenge Mania Live, he helped out at the merch stand and all day. I think he drove you home at the end of the night, which I think was the most important job of the whole deal. But he also <laughs> spent the two months leading up to that promoting on the ground, going out, giving out flyers and whatnot, helping out. And he's probably going to be with us in, in uh, Chicago where his family's from. He'll probably yeah. be with us when we do any other West Coast area stuff that he can easily get to like Vegas. So shouts to our man E. Rosenwig. Also want to shout to uh, Derek Hutek for his endless support that he gives us. Um, he's one of our most faithful patrons and he's also become a good friend of ours along the way. And uh, we're actually probably going to give him a call later on in this episode as well. But before we do that, we're going to call this next man because Challenge Mania has become this multifaceted thing here. We have a podcast, of course. That's what you're listening to right now. But we bring you guys live shows. And when you come to our live show, you might pick up a T-shirt. If you might get the VIP experience where you get the meet and greet and you get the signed poster, the limited edition poster that we have for every single one of our live shows. And it might be as simple as the flyer for the event. Well, someone, we have a guy who we owe endless amounts of gratitude for, for putting together Pretty much anything you've ever seen that looks dope that's Challenge Mania related was designed by our man, Craig Marrier. I'm going to give Craig a call right now. He's going to be our next guest on the show. Yeah. And shout out to all those people for me, too. I, I really appreciate you guys. Um, I just downloaded that that song, by the way, Challenge Mania theme. Boom. <laughs> we should have a soundtrack. Can we have a soundtrack? Yeah, we could like put the whole thing together, like all the songs that we use on one thing, and we can sell no copies. I think he's on the line right now. Mr. Craig Marrier, are you there? Hello, yes, I'm here. Oh, Craig! Craig! What's going on? The voice of an artist. I was just talking you up while you weren't on the line so you wouldn't get embarrassed. But I was saying that, you know, (laughs) so much of this that we've put together in the past year, um, especially from a a merchandise standpoint, a live event standpoint, has, uh, you know, we've established this awesome look that was initially kind of inspired by the fact that you just on spec had done some art where you did Car Maria on a horse and you did D D and Joss after their elimination. And, you know, D was so in love with that. And I was so in love with that work. I was like, why don't we just take this and make this kind of at least one facet or a large facet of what we're trying to do here by branding these challengers, by creating this look? Because, you know, there's the Marvel and the WWE and the NFL and all these things where – 
these people are heroes to the viewers of these these you know these intellectual properties and to a lot of people the challenge folks the disney characters if you will they are heroes to the maniacs and to the viewers and to even to us so you have turned them into heroes my friend and you <laughs> i don't know how you do it um you know we can let people behind the curtain here a little bit of what will go on i mean I'll kind of have an idea. I'll be like, hey, I'm thinking maybe we get Brittany Nicole. We make her look like Britney Spears, kind of that oops, I did it again look. Or was it hit me, baby, one more time look? Maybe yeah, kind yeah. of schoolgirl thing, blah, blah, blah. I'll send it to you. Maybe it's Britney, bitch. Within like a half a day, you'll send me what looks like took somebody three years. So tell us what your <laughs> process is. What software, whatever are you using? Are you doing these by hand, by pencil, online? Just like let us in the corner. Let us be flies on the wall of the Craig Marrier workshop. When you get an email from me, it says, hey, I want you to you know, you know, think about something like this. What do you do? Well, first of all, you usually have some pretty solid idea to start with that I can kind of – I almost get an image of it immediately, and I can kind of go from there. And I, I worked – I work digitally, so I have a Photoshop and I have like a, a tablet monitor that I can actually uh, write on with it, with a stylus. So, I mean, I I learned traditionally, so with you know pencil and paper, but uh, it's uh, for something like this, it's so much easier to go digital because it's so much easier to then have it in the system and then color and then send to you. You know, I'll do a rough a lot of times. You know, I've sent you roughs on a design and see if you like it or not. And then I just, yeah, then I go crazy. And then I just do way too much detail. And I, t <laughs> I do all that stuff to uh, finish the image out. So for people who don't know what a stylist is, because some people might be like, hey, I met Craig at a Challenge Mania viewing party. He was wearing a black rock t-shirt. Doesn't look like he has a stylist. What is, <laughs> what is a stylist there? No, it's sort of a, it's an electro, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, was actually, it was actually a black Deadpool shirt. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, uh, you, so it's sort of like an electronic straight to pad rendering of what you're doing with your hands. So you're actually drawing like you'd be drawing on, say, a notepad, but instead what you're drawing is showing up on the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a – I mean, it just looks like a, like a pen. So it's a – basically, it's a, it acts like a mouse. You know, the, your mouse cursor becomes like the pen tip. So I draw just like I'm drawing on paper. It's that kind of thing. And how, how long would you say, for instance, like when you're doing one of those roughs up, which like, let's go, well, let's do, let's talk about like a poster. So like, you know, you mentioned some of those concepts that may or may not be fantastic and brilliant, whatever you said it, not me, but say I go to you, I say, you know, so, so, so Craig, we're thinking for Atlanta, we're thinking maybe D, you know, wearing it, maybe he's wearing a Falcons jersey, maybe me in a TLC shirt. We want to have that aquarium in the background with Chuck. We got to get Brittany in there somehow. And then, you know, uh, Kahuta lives sort of in the, in the woods, in the mountains, sort of on the <laughs> outskirts of Atlanta. So maybe we have him kind of walking down a path and he could be eating a peach or something and then maybe the skyline in the background how's that sound so you yeah. get that and then what what's your first thing that you do are you do in the background or you just and 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 explain technology wise like you know when it comes to like the people in the foreground in the background are you able digitally to kind of move stuff around once it's locked in place how does that work because i've asked you like hey man i like this but instead let's have us at like a chinese food restaurant and like boom you can just like take <laughs> the three people and put us online at a chinese restaurant like a seinfeld episode or i'll be like yeah. hey can you cut out the background of this so how easy is it for you to do that stuff and and where do you start I start basically like any like on a piece of paper. So I just I'll, I'll rough out the whole thing in really skeletal type forms in the position that I kind of want it to be, and uh, I'll get an idea of where I want the 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 balance to be in the image, and then uh, yeah, then I'll start to once once we once I start to actually do like we okay an idea and I start putting characters in with more detail, I generally have them all on different layers. So in Photoshop. 
you can add different layers of art. So they're independent pieces of art that I can move around. You know, you have to, there's a certain commitment at some point to drawing the background behind someone like, say, Kahara or something walking down the mountain. Well, like I have the mountain drawn out a certain way. If I move him, I do have to add more to the backgrounds. But I have a leeway with that, with his own layers of, of color and lines. And uh, as far as how long it takes, it really depends on how many characters are, are in the image or how detailed the image is. Like something like the, uh, the L.A. poster, which had like four characters and like a lot of background stuff, you know, that can take hour-wise uh, – 20-something, 25, 27 hours total probably, including roughs and colors, and give or take something like that, so... Wow. It's, uh, it's utterly amazing. First of all, like that's a lot of time for you, but like if it, honestly, if you asked any single other person that I've ever met to put together that a, they wouldn't be able to, but it would be like 20 months or like 20 years. So like (laughs) 20 hours is obviously a lot of time and dedication and we can't thank you enough for putting that amount of time into it. But to me, it's still masterful. The wizardry involved in that and how are is it easier for you to work like in, in quick little turn? arounds like that because like you mentioned like even like the la poster we had a little bit of time for that so it's like i remember it was like a couple months yeah. early that we went after that and like so is it easier for you to just kind of sit down and knock it out or do you work better in chunks what's your ideal approach if say you know if i if i said to you like i did for that la one for instance hey shows on the 22nd probably have to set them out for mail order around the first of september you know you know start tinkering with it whatever would you dive right in and knock it out for 20 hours right in a row would you do five here six here what what would you do I usually go right for it. Like I start and I have to finish it. Like, I mean, sometimes uh, if other things do come up, I'll have to set aside for a minute, like on a rough or something. But generally when I start like final lines and final colors, I just kind of, I have to do it to the end. Otherwise it nags at my brain. Like I have to go at it and just try to finish it the way it is, you know? Dude, you, you, dude, you are our Stan Lee, my friend. You are. Yeah. I don't, I did it. I I'm saying it, I'm saying it because in my world, in this world that we live in, in this little universe that, you know, challenge mania is sort of like created. Um, you are the Stan Lee bro, you know, and Scott's the Nick Fury. You know, I'll go, I'll go a step further than that because obviously, first of all, RIP Stan Lee, um, you know, I mentioned it when he passed away that, you know, I've I've read so many sentiments about the the guy and what he created about, you know, people saying, and you know, and obviously this is a hundred percent true about how he gave them a childhood. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm a 33 year old dude who I buy tickets to see Black Panther three months in advance. And and he's making adulthood for me pretty cool too. So, but I will say, you know, something that you have done for us and for challenge mania and for, for challenge fans out there and for people who appreciate either this podcast or the show as as a whole or any specific cast member you may have drawn for us is that, I mean, you, to me, what's thrilling is you've given... The, the look that we normally associate, I mentioned, you know, with an Iron Man or a Captain America or, or, you know, even like a Riverdale or something that might get a special different edition comic or something. And these are people that we typically only see in real form. You know, you only see Derek in a photo of him in a video of him, but you might see him out there battle with Joss for 90 minutes and, and think of him the same way that you might think of somebody who you do see. It's commonplace to see them in that comic book, in that heroic form. So you have yeah. done something for, you know, challenge fans that, you know, 
Stan Lee, of course, created this world. He created Marvel. He invented those characters. What you're doing is you're turning these already established people who have such a, you know, a large chunk of, you know, it's such a big part of our lives and you're creating it within that world. And for me in particularly selfishly, the idea that I can have an idea and you take an idea that goes from my head to my fingertips to like to your stylist to, to that magic that if you own one of our posters or have seen them, they, it literally is magical, the work that Craig does. To me, that is something that, I mean, I will say, Stan Lee, no offense, you know, rest in peace, you are amazing. I could never have en- envisioned for a second the great and uh, amazingly layered characters you've created. But I can't call Stan Lee and say, hey man, why don't you uh, <laughs> make Atlanta with the backdrop and have Chuck coming down and mountain you know like that he's never done that he doesn't take my calls or he didn't take my calls spoiler alert nor does any artist so what you've done for us and for our cause here in such a short amount of time and you know help create that iconic style that i think so many people enjoy wearing or enjoy sticking on their computers or or however um we can't thank you enough man it's it's really been as integral to this whole thing and this this getting to this one year anniversary as anything we've done and i think the people who walk away from our live shows with that signed poster and have this thing that looks like a piece of art we have people who, who order, the minute we do a live event, they email me and they say, do you have any extra? I need it. I need the other poster. And they have all oh, wow. of our posters framed. They have your work above their bed or above their desk in a frame because that's where this stuff belongs. Um, and so, dude, we cannot thank you enough. You are, you are truly a wizard, my friend. And you are, our, you are our Stan Lee. And we mean that as uh, obviously the only way it could be taken as a compliment because Stan Lee was such a genius and, you know, it's so sad to have recently lost him. But he's got work that will live on forever. And uh, you're creating work on behalf of our podcast that, that will live forever as well, my friend. Wow. Well, and I, go ahead. Yeah. No, and I don't know who didn't want to put the snakes on top of, you know, our, our, our potential Veronica or our Brittany. But one of you guys <laughs> didn't want to put the snakes on their on their head. It's hair. I wanted that. Oh, Medusa. Oh, you want, yeah. Medusa. Yeah. I wanted the Medusa hair. None of you guys, you well, guys Veronica didn't want to go with that. hasn't even okayed the merch yet. So stop. People are going to start tweeting us. Where's the Veronica merch? I thought you were saying Veronica. What are you talking oh, yeah, about? That's not happening. That's not happening. But I'm just saying, some point, someone needed Medusa hair. I can't even you get Veronica both. to respond to a DM these days. What's going on? We were yeah. like this close to having her on, and then I don't know what she's doing. But, um, but yeah, dude, it, dude, it's amazing the work that you do. And um, if you've never seen it, uh, which if you're listening to this, you probably have. But even if you don't spend a dollar, I'd recommend just going to challengemania.shop and looking at all the amazing stuff Craig has put together. He's also put endless amounts of hours. I'm sure for someone who can construct a cityscape like you do for our posters and whatnot, you know, when I ask you to put together a quick flyer, it's probably you could do it blindfolded, but I got to thank you for the additional work you do in that regard as well for our live events. You've been putting those together for us too. And really every single thing that you've done for us, we can't thank you enough. And we, we do not, uh, we don't want you for a second to not feel as if we are just completely and utterly just in awe that we have someone with your talent level on our side. You know, because there are people who could do what D and I do, you know, but I don't know anybody personally who could be doing the work you're doing in the in the turnaround time that you're doing it for us and just like completely just never missing. You know, your batting average is a thousand. You're 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 batting a thousand. So I want to get out of here with a question for you, Craig. You've done so much work for us. I don't want you to have to, you know, choose amongst your kids. So feel free to pick a couple. But what have been some of your favorites just personally, um, whether it's (coughs) a specific character or or cast member to draw or a specific specific, you know, situation or anything like that. Cause I know, you know, I asked actually Todd McFarlane once I asked him about this 
And his response was, you don't have a favorite overall. You have, like, favorite parts. Like, he's such a mm. genius that he thinks, like, oh, man, I remember that kneecap I drew on Spawn in, <laughs> in number 681. That was my, you know, or I remember that action figure I did for LeBron James. I think his, his you know, his jaw muscle looked great or whatever. But, you know, in the same vein, are, are there specific, is it one piece or one poster that you particularly love above the rest or one cast member you've drawn or any piece uh, involved in some of the work you've done for us that stand out to you as personal favorites? Wow. Well, I obviously I do. I love them all. They put a lot of work into them. Uh, but I guess I have to have a soft spot for the, the car Maria art, which I guess wasn't done on your guys' behalf, but it was something done on spec, but it started this whole avalanche of me having to do all this, this other work. And that blended so seamlessly with the, the subject matter, you know? And so like, I still look at that piece and, uh, I'm still proud of it. I mean, I'm proud of all the work, but I think that's the one that was still like, wow, I, 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 something happened because I drew that, that piece of art, which just doesn't happen. A lot of times I'll just be drawing and it's like, you know, you're just drawing into the void. Like nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And it just started a chain reaction that, you know, led me to be able to work with you guys and do some really cool shit, uh, that I really love doing. So I think I have to go with that one, but I do love them all. Yeah, I love that answer because you know they're all great, you know, and they're you know. And I mentioned the there's never a dip in the quality. Uh, I remember the first rendition you did of me. I did think you put a little bit of a schnoz on me, and I had to do a second I pass. That, yeah. But you've right. nailed me every time <laughs> since. So I don't know if it's that I, I don't know if it's that you hadn't met me or something like that, where you were going off of one particular photo where my nose looked uh, <laughs> particularly Triple H niche. I think it but, was, yeah. But I, I will say that, you know, you know, other than that, you've nailed me every time and there's no dip in the quality. So to choose one that I think, as you mentioned, was the entrance to this foray and this great journey we've been on with you, Craig, I think that was a great choice. And for all you people listening, just going to let you know, you have Cara Maria to thank for all this. Uh, so you can, you know, choke on that. Uh, Craig, thank you so much for joining us on this one year episode of uh, Challenge Mania, this anniversary episode, if you will. We really could not have done any of this without you, so we did not want to do this episode without you either, and we look forward to seeing you again at our next um, Challenge Mania event or live show here in New York City, uh, anything like that. Craig also comes to New York for our viewing parties here and for our Challenge Mania oh, live yeah. here. He came to Boston. He's Connecticut. That's one of the great things. I'm going to do a little pitch on Connecticut, folks. If you live in nice. Connecticut, you're within driving distance of Boston and New York. I'm just going to sell you know, so Consider the 203 slash, uh, <laughs> is it uh, 860 is the other one? Consider those yeah. as possible area codes for you down the line if you're looking for a place to live. Hey. Craig, thank you, dude. We really can't thank you enough. I got something in the mail uh, coming to you, by the way, so look out for that. And, and, uh, and, and, and if you guys ever do get a chance to drink with them, he drinks whiskey neat. Yeah. <laughs> just bring the bottle to the table. Please, yes. One more. Favorite comic book <laughs> character, either just as a favorite to, to read or, or whatnot, or to draw other than a, like, a, like a comic book character that you have growing up or now? Oh, it's definitely a Wolverine, even though it, he may be oversaturated at this point as far as like, you know, how much he's used. But like he was my introduction to comics, and I still love the concept and his personality as a character. I think he's badass. And awesome. De- I hear, I'm hearing Deadpool's bringing Wolverine back. I know, I know. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that official? I've been in New Zealand. Is that is that a thing? It's a hint. It's hinted. Well, Those guys are, what well, you talking about Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Those guys yeah. are just having fun 365 days a year on social media, working True. us the whole time. So who knows if it actually happens. It might be like, you know, some little thing they do online. But I think... I think it'll happen. Uh, what do you mean? He he killed him. He he killed him in Deadpool 2. Yeah. He killed him in the little figurine and laughed about it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, how about yeah, this? Yes. How about this, Craig? This will be a, this will be kind of maybe fun to put the pressure on a cast member out there who might not have any swag yet. Any yeah. challenge cast members that we don't have in the Challenge Mania shop, or you haven't had the privilege of drawing yet, or maybe you have drawn them privately and you haven't been able to put it out there yet because we haven't forged the bond with them yet. <laughs> Anyone that's secretly in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I kind of hope they work out something with fill in the blank. Well, yeah, no, I. I do have a drawing started of uh, of uh, the Banana Man himself that I started way back, uh, and it, it was kind of a cool concept. But uh, so maybe I, I'd pick that. I think. All but, right. Yeah. All right. Well, then, then, and then I'm going to ask you again, and maybe name someone who doesn't have their already their own merchandise their own infrastructure. Merch, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a fine. <laughs> that's a fine answer. But uh, but uh, Johnny Bananas, as you guys know, has his own store. Go check him out. I know he had a uh, a nice Black Friday deal that probably ended at 12:01 on Saturday. By the way, if I know Johnny. <laughs> anyway, Craig, thank you so much, brother. We really appreciate you. Oh, dude, why don't you mention? Uh, did did everything work out with uh, with the Solace Gym? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. T- talk about that. So you did some work uh, for one of our past guests, Mr. Kenny Santucci, uh, over yep. at his gym here in New York. Yeah, yeah, he wanted me to do a mural uh, at his gym in New York, and uh, he was super excited. He, he, he liked my artwork. It was actually uh, um, it was really cool to work with him. He's a really nice guy and just excited to see what I could put on the wall. So and me and my, uh, my clone, my twin, went down, and we uh, – we put art uh, in his gym, and I think it turned out pretty pretty cool. And I guess people have been liking it and sharing it uh, a lot. So he was happy. I was happy. Everything worked out pretty damn good there. So if you make it down to Solace in New York City for a nice workout and some pipe cleaners and whatnot, and you see an awesome mural on the wall, know that that is Mr. Pan14 here himself, Craig Marrier. Right. Feel free to shout him out. And, guys, if you're listening to this and you are in the need for any serious artwork, and when I say serious artwork, I mean don't come at the man asking if he can just hook you up for free. But if you have some work for Craig, hit him up. He's at Pan14 on Twitter. He's at Pan14 on Instagram. One of them spelled out 14 and one of them is just the number 14 you'll have to explain that to me but uh tell everyone yeah. where they can find you on social media if they have serious inquiries only because dude you do such great work and you know if anyone out there has a project or has something they might uh be able to pitch you on that you might be able to uh get done for them i want you know there to be as many opportunities that come from this for you as possible so where can people find you yeah, on Instagram, it's Pan14 spelled out, so P-A-N-F-O-U-R-T-E-E-N, and on Twitter, it's Pan14. And what on earth does that mean, Pan14? Pan14. Oh, that's a, that's a mishmash from my past. That's a, um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I, I, I was like going through this stint of reading all the classic books because I just wanted to know why they were classics, and I actually read Peter Pan, and... Uh, I love the the dark fairy tale version that was actually the book, the the, the written words. And uh, so I just had a little bit of a session with the Peter Pan kind of legend and whatnot. I was having fun with it. And uh, the 14 was equally as weird and an offshoot. It was just I I had a jacket one time that I sent to uh, get uh, dry cleaned. And uh, I was just walking around in the halls and I put my hand in the pocket pulled it out there was this ticket there was nothing else on it except said your number is 14 and i was like okay 
<laughs> so I kind of went with that. And so when I started making usernames in the future, I kind of mismatched those two things together. It came from that same time period or whatnot. <laughs> I, I could not, <laughs> it's pretty dumb. I could not be happier that I, I asked it. that question. Uh, Craig, thank you so much for joining us, brother. We really appreciate everything you do. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. Thank you, brother. All right, there he was, Mr. Craig Marrier. As I mentioned, look, you know, I can't say it enough. Uh, we would not be where we are without him. So thank you so much uh, to Craig for all he does. And thank you to his wife as well, who, who uh, you know, is very supportive of his work and also comes to all the events with him. Um, she's a delight as well. We really appreciate uh, having them on board, the Challenge Mania team. Um, before we get to our next guest, I want to uh, tell you guys about another one of our sponsors, Poshmark. You've heard about them before. If you haven't used it yet for your first order, they do give out $5 off if you use the code CHALLENGEMANIA as your invite code. What Poshmark does is they give you opportunities to buy and sell clothing. And this isn't like secondhand. These are really amazing items here, folks. You can get brands that you can only get on Fifth Avenue. You can also get them on Poshmark. You can also sell your clothes, too. You have one too many wrestling shirts, one too many basketball jerseys. You can get rid of those on Poshmark, too. But it's, it's all top-notch stuff. Um, I cannot believe some of the stuff that I found on Poshmark. They're the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. So the shipping is easy for both the buyer and the seller. It's fast, too. So use that invite code CHALLENGEMANIA and get $5 off your first Poshmark order. D, you ready to rock? I am ready to rock. All right, we have our next caller on the line. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, This is Tyrone Graham. I am calling from South Carolina. Tyrone from South Carolina. What is up, my man? We have met you at a couple shows now, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brea and Atlanta. Brea and Atlanta. Oh, I remember Tyrone. I remember Tyrone. (laughs) Yeah, Tyrone's the man. Well, we could not have gotten to this one-year anniversary without support from folks like you who not only listen to the podcast but come down to our live shows, even when they're on the other side of the country, like you mentioned you were in Brea, and then even when they're sort of in your uh, in your area when we were in Atlanta. Um, so thank you so much for your support, not just uh, your ears but also in person as well. Uh, what is the question for us you have us on this uh, one-year anniversary episode? Yeah, absolutely. Um Man, I, I believe you guys have done a great job in building the podcast and the community, uh, given the events and the live events that we've been to. So I'm actually curious um, about what has been you guys' biggest hurdle in creating this podcast and the community, and how did you overcome it? Mm, that's a great question. Wow. D, you want to go first, or you want me to take it so you can think of an answer? Uh, I'm, like, scared. I mean, what hasn't been a hurdle? Everything, everything's been been sort of difficult. It hasn't been an, an easy ride, from. I mean, from the beginning. I mean, you know, how, you know, like, obviously, like, shout out to the patrons. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but, like, you know, we went for a long time not knowing if we were, you know, six, seven, eight months, like, if we were going to be able to live our own lives without – um, you know, moving on and getting, going back to the oil field, Yeah, <laughs> you doing whatever you're going to do. Um, so like, you know, it, it, you know, to, finding a way to like help, uh, help ourselves out, you know what I mean? It, uh, you know, for the most, and then, you know, getting people to continue to come, I, you know, I don't know, take it, take it away, Scott. I hate to, the my, my thing's like a hard for me to talk about, you know, because, you know, pot, some podcasts are like so big and successful. Like you hear about the Joe Rogans, right? Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, I think at some point has his own podcast. Like the CrossFit guys like have their own podcast. So like you have all these huge, the WWE I'm sure has their own huge podcast. So you have all these huge ones, but how did they get there? How did they get to being, 
you know, to being able to like bring you shows two, three, four, five times a week or whatever. How, yeah. do, how do they do yeah. Like we're well, just two dudes. You yeah. know what I'm so, saying? So here's what I'll say to that D. So, you know, I, there, there are the Adam Carollas and the Joe Rogans who do uh, half a million uh, downloads and your pod save America and this and that. And then you do have your podcast. Look, there's, there's a ton of podcasts that, that do this every week for their love of the challenge that no offense, don't get the, the support financially that we get with this podcast and don't have the sponsors, but they just go ahead and do it and they get their reps in. And I want to shout out every one of those podcasts, not individually, but I will just say on behalf of all you guys, keep doing what you're doing. People see it, they take notice and they like what you're putting out there. So keep doing it. We're somewhere in the middle there. And D I'll say this to you as far as, you know, when, when we started this in November, did we even know for a fact we were even going to be able to make a dollar off of this thing? No. So the fact that we've gotten where we've gotten so far, that's what's keeping you going. That's what's keeping me going. And that's what we're going to keep pushing through. So one day maybe we can get to Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, these self-made millionaires in the podcasting landscape. Now, you mentioned a big conglomerate like, a, like an MTV or a WWE. It's easy why those people can easily fund and put on podcasts because they're large yeah. companies. But the people who start from the ground up and the grassroots, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts since they first became a thing, you know, in mm-hmm. the mid-2000s when the word podcast made sense because it was on an iPod and it was a podcast. Now, here we are in 2018. We use the same word, but it doesn't even make any sense because we all have iPhones. We all have <laughs> right. galaxies and whatnot. So regardless, you know, it's one of those things where I did a podcast back when D and I met. I was doing a show called A Shot of Jaeger. And I was basically using my position as the managing editor of the Sound Magazine and repurposing all those interviews as podcasts. I would clear with the publicist first, hey, instead of just putting this in a magazine that runs in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey, let's do a podcast style, because I was a fan of the medium. Let's do a podcast style. We could put it up online, and everyone can listen to it all across the country. We could promote the the national dates, whatever. And all of them went for it. So in the process, I mean, I'm interviewing some heavy hitters. I'm interviewing Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill, the comedian, ironically also rest in peace, Um, you know, Bill Mara interviewed twice. Slash from Guns N' Roses, you know, Kevin Bacon, Don Cheadle. Like, I'm interviewing big celebrities, wow. and guess who's listening to that podcast? Pfft, nobody. You know, not, not, you know, maybe a few hundred people here, a few thousand people here, depending on the guest and whether they retweeted it or something, but. I was one of, say, 20, 40, however many people getting an interview with these people that week. So these people aren't feeling like they're going on a show and they need to promote it. Ideally, I'm the one who has the platform promoting it. So I was interviewing huge names in entertainment, music, movies, etc. But I never had a sponsor for my podcast even for one day back when I was doing that. So I've been the guy who just went out there and did it for the love of the game because I thought it was cool to talk to these people. D, I caught his eye because he's seeing, oh man, this guy's interviewing Kenny Florian and and uh, you know other UFC fighters, and he's interviewing these people I've heard of. This sounds great. That being said, though, that was an operation that was just a labor of love, and I did it for a few years, and eventually I just had to kind of stop because I had to be having the day job and working the TV gig, and you know you can only do so many things at once. This show very early on, and, and this is kudos to our listeners and to people like you, Tyrone, who are so supportive of the challenge and then by association have been a, a supportive of us and of Derek. And, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to Derek for having this built-in following that he has, not just from being on the show for so many years, not just from being a badass competitor, but for being so well-liked. 
And that's yeah. why when he put it out there, hey, guys, I'm back with a podcast called Challenge Mania. Check it out. People wanted to give him a chance. And look, I feel so bad for the people who just discovered our podcast and go back and listen to these in reverse order. Because guess what it sounds like? It sounds like we get worse every time. Because we, <laughs> we get better every time. Look, I, if you guys want to have some fun and listen to our first episode, second episode, go, to, go and do it. But do not hold us to it. Because those were the first two episodes we did. We're now oh, on episode 86. And we've improved. But guess what, guys? Because of how much trust you have in Derek, you guys stuck with it. You stuck with us, and you immediately latched on. You started following us. You started being a part of the conversation, telling people about it. Hashtag Challenger Mania. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. And letting us know what you wanted. Hey, we want T-shirts. Hey, we want merch. Hey, that got my juices flowing. Hey, maybe we get a shop going. Hey, we want live shows. Hey, we want this. And because you guys really hit the ground running and ran with this podcast the way that you did, it let me know, hey, take what you know about other successful podcasts. Okay, other successful podcasts do live shows. They have merchandise. They have ways people can express their affinity for the podcast. Patreon is something that I, to be quite honest with you, was kind of in the dark on. Not met too many of the podcasts I listen to do a Patreon. Some of them yeah. do now, but at the time they didn't. Um, I do subscribe. I subscribe to Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Essentially Podcast. It's also his website to get their bonus content. So I've done something Patreon-like in my past, but I just wasn't hip to Patreon. But something I'll let you guys in on, I, had, I was going to thank her later in the episode, but I'll get to it now. A podcast that is challenge-related that does do a Patreon is Brain Candy. And they do theirs a little differently, but they have a very successful Patreon operation over there where if you want the challenge content from the Brain Candy girls, you got to be paying their subscription service and do their podcast that way. Well, Susie Meister, and you know Sarah's great as well, but Susie in particular was an amazing resource for me and for our show early on. And I literally, you know, we had her on early on, had both of them on the podcast. And then like a week or so later, I just got on the phone with her and just picked her brain and asked her a million questions about this stuff. How you guys gotten sponsors? How do you guys do this? How did the Patreon thing work? Did you lose fans? Do people not like the Patreon? What's the deal with this? How do you decide what content to put where? And just literally sat there and she listened to me and answered every single question I had. And she's been an amazing resource and honestly mentor for me and for this show ever since that moment. And by having that to kind of guide us through the Patreon thing and add that facet and kind of figure out how to tread the line between bonus content, keeping content for free. Look, we have sponsors on this podcast every week now on iTunes. We have on this episode, we have Poshmark, we have Brooklyn, and we have, um, we have uh, On Your Own, the financial block. We've had uh, big companies like eHarmony, and we've had uh, Omaha Steaks and <clears throat> And honestly, all that is, is thanks to, to Susie and, and a lot of the information and a lot of the assistance and just honestly, a lot of the mentorship she's provided our show. So I'll use that as, a, as an opportunity to thank her. I was going to save it for later on when we're thanking some other people. But she was very helpful early on. Emily Schramm, when it got time to get down to the needy greedy with the merchandise and even just making our our, our podcast, a business and going and, uh, becoming uh, a company and LLC and everything. I talked to Emily on the phone for about three hours and she brought this woman runs eight businesses simultaneously. She just opened a gym. She has a tea company, three different merchandise lines, and she has been doing this on the up and up legit for years. And she was really, really helpful in assisting me and kind of helping me. And I didn't do everything the way she told me to do it. Look, Emily is a different beast. Emily has every single bit of merchandise shipped to her that she then supervises and makes sure everything's perfect. And then she takes that to a wow. different factory to then put the stuff on. And then she makes every, she has employees that send them out. We do it the easy way. We have a third party site that we love very much called Threadless and they do all the dirty work for us. So I did go a couple lazy routes, but I took the sentiment of what Emily taught me about branding and merchandise and giving people stickers and this and that. 
And a lot of what the information she gave me is some of the stuff that you guys see every week here and every day here with the Challenge Mania brand and with the Challenge Mania shop and all that good stuff. So this podcast may seem like it's just two dumb dudes talking about the challenge every week, but a lot of the hard work that has gone into this podcast is honestly was inspired by two very smart women in Emily and and Susie. So I want to thank both of them because we couldn't have done this without either one of them and their guidance and their inspiration because both of them are killing it in their own right. And they Mm -hmm. showed us that we can do this too. And, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'll throw a little bit in here to say that I think we've done to me, we've done more than I ever could have imagined in a year here. It's only been a year and they showed me that it was possible. You know, you look to them, you say, don't, don't tell yourself you can't make any money doing a podcast because Susie's doing it. Don't tell anybody that you can't make money selling merch because Emily's doing it. And I watched them do it. They might do it a little bit better, but you know, I, I think we're, we're doing all right. And yeah. If, you know, if I can say something briefly, I know, you know, the time and such, but I think the, what you just called out with the humility and the likability that you guys have is what draws people into you. Um, and then to not only take the information from them, but to have the awareness and the uniqueness to do it in your own way and to make it your own style uh, is why you have gotten to where you are in a year. And uh, I'll continue to be a patron, man. You guys are awesome. Um, and uh, and the biggest thing is the 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 audience that or the pull that you get from your audience and including them is, is awesome, too. So appreciate you guys. Yeah, do you yeah. want to say something? Uh, yeah, well, it's the thing. It's like I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but the the I just feel like you know I'm we're like everyone else that listens to this podcast. I mean, I think a lot of them are like you know normal people, middle of the class, like watching the show that we're all kind of you know kind of you know enjoy laughing at or crying with or or, or throwing something at like um. But you know you know we 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 say a lot of. You know, like you use a lot of big words and sponsors and money. It's like we're still just like just sort of breaking even. You know, I feel like, you know what I mean? It's not like we're fucking booming. You know, it's it's like we're still we're still there's still bumps in the road. And I can go back to even like the first. How about like the first bump in the road, like with Tony, like and and a big shout out to Tony, too, because he's probably come on more than anyone and he's going to come on pretty soon after the reunion. Am I allowed to release that? Am I allowed to release that, Scott? Yeah, he's coming on next week after, you know, we want the big moment happening with Tony and the reunion, Uh as I'm sure they can see in the commercials. After that happens, Mm -hmm. we're having Tony on next week to go into all the inner workings of that last elimination (laughs) that he kind of teased last week. So he was like our first, like, three-way uh, our first three-way guest, right? It was me, Scott, and him. And our, and our, um, our audio was terrible. It was completely fucked up. Remember that, Scott? Well, it, no, and- it was before we figured out to do these via Skype. And <laughs> basically, because what happened was this. We were all set up to use a regular call recorder. But the oh. problem was the regular call recorder yeah. on FaceTime audio, you cannot do a three-time, a three-way FaceTime yeah. audio call. So before yeah. I did a little bit more research and realized <laughs> Skype was the way to go. So we did ours on my regular phone call recorder. So that episode, if you go back and listen to episode two of Challenge Mania, which I highly mm-hmm. do not recommend... Um, just based on the audio quality, the podcast was great. Tony was great. It was a great interview, but it sounds like we are all making our one phone call from Sing Sing. So it's, <laughs> it's not the best audio quality. And we've had hiccups when it comes to technical things like that. A few times we got to roll with the punches. Um, I would, I would not call those our, our biggest hurdles, but they're little hops and skips along the way. And you know, we did our first 20 episodes and I didn't even use a headset, you know? So, I mean, you, you know, when, when I mentioned going back in time and, and the quality getting worse, it's audio quality 
Um, it's our interview ability. It's our, it's our rambling, which we're still trying to get tightened up. But, you know, all those things, if you go back and listen to our, our initial wave of episodes, we do improve. You get your reps in. You know, Malcolm Gladwell says 10,000 hours doing something. We're not quite at 10,000 yet, but even 100 hours in, you do start to get better and work out the kinks, and I think we've managed to do that. Something you're saying, D that I want to touch on, and, and Tyrone, something you said there. All I'm doing, and, and, and D is not as big of a podcast junkie as I am, but he appreciates some of this stuff too, as you mentioned, as you can hear the, how excited he gets when he talks about some of these things, about the Deadpools and the, and the M&M and this and that. You know, <laughs> yeah. what, what I've tried to put out there, and this is going to sound really pretentious, but what would I want? Because I am the ideal consumer or listener for a podcast, because when I like something, I but like when I'm into something, I want merch. I want more of it. I want to just show people that I like it. I want to retweet it. I want to have places I can talk about it. I want to have a place I can go and see it live. I want more. I want to meet other people that like it. That's how, that's what I, how I get into things. And something I realized early on with this project and hearing everybody just with their feedback, but also kind of just going and putting myself in their shoes is, man, what would I want? If I like Challenge Mania, I'd want a way to, to buy a Challenge Mania hoodie and a Challenge Mania shirt right away. So I made sure to do that as quickly as possible. I, I'd want to go see it live. But guess what? I wouldn't want to just go see the show. I'd want to pay a little more or go early and hang out with them early. I'd want something yeah. I could put on my wall after to show that I went there, but I really don't want to have to buy that extra. Man, that'd be cool if that was thrown in. And I'm using my super fandom of so many other things, challenge included, and I'm just kind of putting that towards the challenge and creating challenge mania where we already have WrestleMania, we already have Comic-Con, we already have Marvel this, we already have ways that you can express your super fandom for so many things, and we're just trying to create that outlet for this show that we all love. And as you can see, just based on the, the fact that so many other things come up in conversation when we do the show and people express so many interests in the conversations we have on the Patreon, it's fun because there's a lot of crossover with all that other stuff man like we just like we mentioned half of this stuff by accident you mentioned a you mentioned a chicago bulls player or i'll mention a wrestler or mention a movie we saw and then a million a million people want to talk about it the next day and that's so cool that we get to have these conversations that live and breathe in your ears while you're walking to work while you're at the gym and you guys can all be a part of it and that's why to my wife's chagrin and, and i try to as best possible when we're on vacation especially to put the phone down but that's why i try whenever i can if somebody's being nice and they're asking a question they're being sincere i try to write back as much as possible and i know d does too and sometimes we go a little crazy with the retweets and the responses but we want to let you guys know that even if we're not responding we're seeing it because to be honest with you that's such a cool part of the process for us we know it's a cool part of the process for you and you, you the word you used was involvement i believe tyrone we're trying to keep you guys as involved as humanly possible yeah and and you know what and listen tyrone knows this there were bumps in the road in brea Okay. And there are bumps in the road last week at challenge mania and there will be bumps in the road this week with challenge mania. You know, yeah. it's like it, back here backstage, dude, it's, it, there's never a dull moment. I mean, it's like, it's like the show behind the show. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, you're constantly trying to get better and there's constantly like the small roadblocks and like me and Scott are just constantly trying to like overcome these things and it's because of like people like you and 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 everyone else that listens to the show that sort of like bears with us and like understands that like we're, we're you know we're back here like really hustling and trying to like give you guys something you can't get anywhere else you know what i mean so like thank you to you and like thank you you know, scott and everyone that's you know that's that's been a part of this process with us and just kind of hanging in there with us you know what i mean 
Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. I appreciate you guys. Those little nuances are important. Maybe you should have your own like the shit they should have shown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, trust me, we could do a whole podcast oh. with all the stuff that gets gets cut out of these things for whatever reason or another. But dude, we can't we can't thank you enough. We would not have gotten to this day, this one year anniversary, without the support of people like you who who come out to the shows, who are our patrons, who are our listeners. And Tyrone, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you, buddy. And we'll uh, we'll see you on the Patreon. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. See you, Tyrone. All right. Next caller is on the line here. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. My name is Sabrina. I'm calling from Toronto, Canada. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I think our first wow. international call of the episode, our one-year anniversary here at Challenge Mania. And I know Toronto is just a hop and a skip away from the States, but it is still cool to hear that we have international listeners and fans. So thank you so much for joining us, Sabrina. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Let me start by saying happy anniversary. Yeah. And you said it way more clear than Scott did at the beginning of this episode, just so you know. (laughs) I'll take it. You'll hear when you listen to it. I flubbed the intro and then just, just, just to be fun since our anniversary episode, I just left it in and didn't redo it. And I literally, I'm like, welcome to our one episode. (laughs) Um, But so uh, what's your, uh, your question for us, Sabrina? We can't wait to get to it. All right. So the question is, why were no one ever after Ashley and Hunter in the house? They never oh. saw an elimination. They came in late. They're arguably some of the biggest competition in the house as a pair. I mean, Ashley's a returning champ. Hunter is just a beast in his own right. And, he, I mean, he left his last competition only because he was injured. So, And even in the final, no one used a grenade on them, even in the end. So... And going forward, second half to the question, um, do you think that the we're going to continue to see the blind loyalty in the Lavender Ladies now that Ashley kind of blindsided one of her own in the end when did she really need to is the question. Mm. Do you want to take the first part about why people maybe yeah. didn't target uh, Hunter and Ashley? Yeah, I love all that. I, first of all, I think it's fear. I think it's fear to go against uh, uh, good competitors and uh, the backlash that may come from an Ashley. Because let's let's face it. I mean, you piss Ashley off like there is going to be uh, rain, then a a storm and then a, a tornado and a possible hurricane coming at your ass. If you yeah, this is absolutely true. <laughs> okay. And then Hunter, Hunter's just like, I mean, listen, Hunter's a big guy. He's very athletic. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's arguably one of the, you know, the, 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 the new wave of, uh, you know, ch- champion. It's what he is. He, he, he won. He just lost by 31 seconds. It, it's what it comes down to, but he essentially won. And, um, the alliances, right? Like they were both like one half of TYB and lavender ladies who were all on the same mission as to get, uh, Tony and, and Johnny out of the game. And, um, you know, those are the big takeaways from why they stayed in the game. Um, but then, you know, throwing the grenade at Sylvia, it's, it's like, they're not talking about it. You know, it's like, no one's talking about it. It's kind of like being swept under the rug. Kind of, um, it's, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. You know, it seemed like a big deal, you know, that Joss got hit with it and he wasn't very happy, but it seems like Sylvia's taken it, um, pretty well. And maybe that's just her demeanor. Um, but you know, if they were all playing a clean game, uh, there would be no, no grenades thrown anywhere, you know? And, and then why didn't Marie, Marie wanted to throw the grenade and Cara didn't like, I didn't, That's right. I didn't get that. So hopefully we'll get down to the needy greedy, um, pretty soon. <laughs> so do you think it. if they would have come into the challenge before 
the last um, purge and like from the beginning, then maybe they would have had more of a chance of getting out. Like, do you think it was a, a pro for them to come in later on in the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, de- I, de- I definitely think so. I think um, it bought them a little bit of time to to not sort of ruffle any feathers too early. But I mean, Ashley walked in there, did whatever she wanted to do. You know what I mean? And and made it to the finish line and walked over with the mill. I. I personally feel like I think she has like some sort of a what's the what's the girl's name in Deadpool the the, the luck luck is it luck the one that oh, just yeah, never dies yeah, Domino mm-hmm. Domino Domino that's that's Ashley Ashley's Domino interesting yeah. um, well uh, thank you so much for the question Sabrina what do you mm-hmm. think Sabrina do you have a, a take on it do you think that the Lavender Ladies Alliance has been uh, destroyed that the, the the alliance is the casualty of Ashley winning because I'll be honest with you I don't think so I think that look they got to the to the final here and they had a pretty good chance of either them or Sylvia and Joss winning Ashley ends up winning obviously but I think going forward the the five or whatever it is of them the four or five of them see hey if we can stick together at least till we get to the final we could turn on each other then but let's stick together during these shows because this is the best any of us have ever done on one of these things collectively um so that's what i would say but what say you before we let you go yeah i think that they're gonna kind of stick together unless they're all thrown in from the beginning and there's some really good like competitors from the beginning that we can see because i think we lost a lot along the way and they came in just the right time for them to take the win i think yeah Yeah, and and then the final team was like four right and there's like five alliances and you know or, or, or like a group of five you know five teams as as the alliance you know so four make it to the end so like your percentages are pretty good if you can help yourselves out then you usually always have that like you know that one team like Shane and Nelson that gets you know sort of ousted at the end you know uh the one like really good team and that's that 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 just turned out to be them. So you know, I'm, yeah. I, I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see like how you know how Sylvia, you know what Sylvia thinks of, of all that. You know, I think we have yet to see that maybe on the reunion. Yeah, maybe, maybe. there's more to come. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if there's not, we'll be giving Sylvia a call hopefully pretty soon to get her take. I'm going to touch base with her see if we can make that happen. Sabrina, thank you so much. We could not have wait done before this. we go. I just wanted to say, here's to a million more episodes of podcasting greatness. Oh, yes. thank you so much. Well, I was just going to say, there's no way we even That's, would get to this many, let alone a million without people like you. We really appreciate you. And yeah. we see you out there on Twitter all the time. And we see you out there on the Patreon and you know, the listeners, and the maniacs like you who participate in the conversation. And I see you out there telling people about us as well. We honestly cannot thank you enough, Sabrina. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys. That's coming from Sabrina, the teenage witch in Canada, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, All Sabrina. Right, have a great night, gentlemen. Thank you. You too. All right. Good night. So we're going to get to our next caller in a sec, but before we do that, I want to remind you guys about Brooklinen. When I say that these are the best sheets ever, I'm not kidding. D, am I kidding? I know you got sent some sheets. I don't. I I, I can't express how, how awesome they are. Like I really do. Love, they, I feel like I'm sleeping in a hotel every night. Not really in a hotel, but a hotel on my bed. You know. We like had that. to get a backup pair to put on when they're away at the laundry for a couple of days because spoiler alert, you do have to do your laundry every now and then. And I was getting annoyed that for the couple of days that we didn't have the Brooklyn and sheets on, and we had the old sheets, they didn't feel as soft. So had to get a backup pair of Brooklyn, and we did. You spend one-third of your life in Sheets D. Did you know that? The holiday season is a great time for a bedding upgrade for you or a loved one. One One-third of your life. Can you believe that? Did you know you spend one-third of your life in Sheets D? 
No, but I'm going to stay in these sheets, Scott. Yeah, and I, you know who I think should upgrade to some Brooklyn sheets is the Challenge House. I think that if people were sleeping on smoother sheets, just like we are, D, just like you and I, then maybe they wouldn't turn on each other like Hunter and Ashley. It's the incredible feeling of a five-star hotel, and it shouldn't be so difficult and expensive to get those, and now it's not. Winner of the best of online betting category by Good Housekeeping. Not not okay housekeeping, good housekeeping. 30,000 five-star reviews. I know we have a couple good five-star reviews over at Challenge Mania. They have 30,000 over at Brooklyn. And if you go to brooklinen.com and you use the promo code Mania, you get $20 off. That's right. This is a serious offer, folks. $20 off and free shipping. All you got to do is use the promo code Mania over at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And you can be sleeping just like D. I feel blessed. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to sell these things, man. I'm just letting you know. What color? Like, what color? Awesome. What color did you get? I, like I feel like it's a dark blue. Yeah, I feel like you can you can tell a lot about a person by the color of their sheets. D's rocking the dark blue. Lindsay and I are rocking with the baby blue over here. Got a baby on the way. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's some karma there. Brooklinen.com giving you an exclusive offer just by being challenge maniacs. We cannot thank them enough. We couldn't have gotten here without sponsors like Brooklinen. And I'm telling you, get yourself these ASAP, but get some for the loved one in your life because I'm telling you, next holiday season, they'll make it up to you if you hook them up with this gift of amazing betting. Brooklinen.com, promo code mania, $20 off. All right, let's get back to the show. Um, I was dueling out, doling out, dueling out. I was doling out some thanks earlier. Um, Just want to elaborate on a couple of those. Um, We've had a great time with our live shows and, you know, you guys coming to them. They've been amazing and it's been amazing to meet all you guys. I wanted to personally thank every cast member who's done one of our live shows so far. Um, Mark Long, Darrell, Sarah, Derek Henry, Sarah Grayson, that is, Sarah Rice as well, Susie Meister, as I said, Emily Schramm, Cyrus, Pauly Calafiori, Cara Maria, Cousin Jamie, Devin Walker, who's done a couple of them with us, Hunter Barfield, Joss, who may or may not have made it for the show portion, but he did come for the after party, so we'll count it, Kayla, Mikey P., both of them could not be cooler. Uh, I actually had a great conversation with them on the phone today. We got some interesting stuff in the works. Brittany Nicole, Chuck Mowry, Je- and got an extra thanks to Chuck for taking us around that Georgia Aquarium. Jemmy, who came in and bailed us out last minute, and even though he did not make it in person, he was along every step of the way. Kahuta Grindstaff, I want to uh, shout him out. I also want to shout all the challengers who came to our free viewing parties here in New York uh, for the final reckoning. We had three of them, Killicam, Angela Babich, Natalie, Paulie, Cara, Marie, Jose, Jenna, Devin Simone, and of course, Johnny Bananas as well coming to these things. Guys, we do these things as a free, just, just a thank you to you guys, right? They're, they're free to get into. They're free for us. They're free for the cast members. Nobody gets paid a dollar. Um, and it's just a fun way to watch the challenge with you guys. And for those of you, I know there's been a lot of talk this year about people overcharging events for, for their appearance fees and this and that. And how could you, oh, this is for charity and that. I'm telling you. Every person I just named who came to one of those viewing parties did it because they wanted to meet some of you guys and hang out and thank you guys for supporting the show, Johnny Bananas included. Um, and one of the highlights uh, I, I think of all these parties and events is Johnny, you know, uh, you know, given, given one of those Johnny Bananas-esque speeches on the mic at the end of the party talking about Challenge Mania. I wish somebody had recorded it. They didn't. But uh, that was a really fun moment for me. And it was a really cool moment watching him bounce in there as a surprise guest that night here in New York and everybody's eyes just lighten up. Um, because, you know, love him or hate him, the guy is the face of the show and has been for quite some time. And uh, he came in and l- lent us his time that night uh, for free because – 
a lot of this stuff is is a give back to you guys, a give back to the community, and that's you know th- these podcasts here on iTunes are meant to be that for you guys. Our viewing parties are that, and our live shows as well, which are ticketed and do cost a little bit of coin. We thank all you guys for coming out to them. We hope that you guys feel like you got your money's worth with the posters and the giveaways and the koozies and the stickers and the VIP meet and greet and getting to be up close and personal with all your challenge folks. I have to send an extra special thanks to my wonderful wife, Lindsay, who's in the next room. I don't know if she can hear me, but she will probably hear this eventually once she gets to this episode. I know she's got a bit of a backlog going. She's got a few to listen to before this, but you can skip the Adam King one. Um, just go right to this. <laughs> um, and I just want to thank my, my wife, Lindsay, for coming, not only for being so supportive uh, about this whole thing and you know being a part of this this whole deal and, and you guys welcoming her with open arms and saying such nice things to her both in person and online and um, so, you know, some of the challenge maniac, uh, the crowd, you know, finding out very early, um, you know, at some of these events where Lindsay was coming, uh, you know, uh, pregnant and still working for us and with us at our merch stand and being out there and, and, and helping our events, even when, you know, she's carrying our, our, our son, which is just unbelievable for her to do that. Um, and she is an irreplaceable part of the team. Unfortunately, we probably will have to do some of these where she can't make it because she's going to be ready to pop. And then she's going to have our, our, uh, our young son to be watching. Um, but she has been so amazing every step of the way at these events, um, running the merch table and helping run the meet and greets and keeping everybody on task and using, using that great, you know, theater background and, you know, management background that she has. She's also a teacher. She's so great with people and, uh, she's great with all you guys. You guys are so great with her. So I just want to give an extra special shout out. I know, but it's my show. So sorry. I want an extra special shout out and love to, to Lindsay for helping out with challenge mania and for really being, you know, uh, you know, this is going to sound, you know, a little bit trite, but just listening to every single one of our episodes too, that's, that's gotta be uh, quite the task as well. And she does that because she is one of you guys too. She, she's a fan of the challenge. When we first started dating and we talked at a, on one of our third or fourth dates, she had mentioned that she, she loved the show. So not even just something that she does because she loves me. She, she loves the show and she loves a lot of you guys as well. So shouts to Lindsay. Okay. I had, I had to get that in there, D. Shout out to Lindsay and go check out Johnny Banana's show every Saturday night after Saturday Night Live. Um, if you haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. Um, going to bring in our next guest here who is also someone else that we have to extend some gratitude to. He's a patron. He's a listener. He's a challenge maniac, but he's just joined the call. He's got his icon there. His photo is him wearing a challenge mania t-shirt. That is dedication, but he's also a good friend of ours at this point as well. Mr. Derek Hutek is on the line. Derek, what's up, brother? Hey guys. How you doing? Hey D what up? How are those uh, Detroit Lions doing? <laughs> yeah, about that. Uh, go bear. Yes. Yeah! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Got to root for someone next, I guess, right? We've had shitty, shitty seasons, bro. Both of us. Both of us. So in the end, like, we might as well just say, ah, fuck the Packers. We uh, we had to oh, have wait. you on our, our 100th episode. Whoa. We had to have you on our one-year episode. This is not our 100th episode. This is, in fact, our uh, our 86th episode. Yeah. Um. This is our 86th episode of the podcast. We are going to be hitting 100 soon, but we would not have gotten to one year without any of our listeners, any of our patrons, but particularly without you, Mr. Hutech. You are a very early supporter of the podcast. Uh, full disclosure, you're, you are our most generous patron by far. 
I told you very early on that you could put in your, your Twitter bio or wherever you wanted that you are a producer of Challenge Mania because you literally, for lack of a better term, fund our operation. And I, I hope you're okay with me saying that in, in some regard, along with all the other patrons, but you are more than generous. And I, and I told you that, and I think you immediately regretted it because I think shortly after putting that in your Twitter bio, you started to get like angry feedback about the podcast. And you were like, oh, wait, 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 no, I don't really produce it. I can't really, I can't really cut out all the F-bombs. I'm sorry. But um, I do mean that in a, in a true sense of the word because we could not have gotten where we are today without your support, my man. Um, and you continue to support us in more ways than one. Uh, also, full disclosure, I call you several times a week to run stuff by you and to just event and to complain about D and all that good stuff. And you've been on the ground at many of our events, even helping out like you did in Atlanta, also sometimes you know in the audience and giving your moral support as well. So a sincere um, delivery of gratitude from myself and from D. And hopefully you're okay with me, me saying all that because we are live on the air. Well, I, I really do appreciate that. That's it's you know it's been an honor and a privilege to be uh, a part of the a part of the train that's uh, been picking up steam all year. And um, yeah, it's just you know the passion of the fans is something that I've seen at all these events and in talking to people. And and I just uh, hope that I can represent that with you guys. Now here's the thing: is I, I really don't think he really likes that shout out. I think he. Uh, I, I think he's so humble, you know, and like, just, just like one of those people that likes to just, you know, not, you know, not completely be, I guess, in front of the, of the stage, but we did have some Shakespearean talks when we're in Atlanta. So I don't really know if I'm, if, if what I'm saying is right or wrong, but I, I think that, um, that Derek likes to, um, uh, sort of like not, a, like a bit of an angel investor, a little of a, you know, he is silent donator. You know, he wants to, you know, he's the, you know, when you go to the, uh, the temple or the church and everybody's got their names on it. And then all of a sudden there's a blank one. Cause the person just wanted to donate and didn't want to have their name. You're thinking he, you thinking he wanted to do that. I, I agree so with the, you. So I think he's, he's just, just like named, they like, he's like the guy you named the stadium after. Yeah, well, duh. I mean, like, look, this is this is the uh, the Challenge Mania Dome. This is the Derek Hutech Podcast Studio yeah. right here. Yeah, I, Derek Hutech. Or we could Sorry, call it. Or we could just call it the Hutech. I guess he's Has gonna a kind hate of a, us. He's gonna hate us. He hates us right wow. now. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, I I I imagine there's there's part of you that, that's probably just scared that somebody's gonna hear this and you're gonna get like a DM from somebody uh, pitching the, something to you. But but I also you know I I do want to say it because I don't want you to think that that gets lost on us because you know we do have a, a fair amount of patrons at this point and we appreciate every one of them equally. But back when we first started this, you know, having someone like you who was who who did not just look at our tier system and say what is the cheapest amount I can donate to get all the bonus content, which I say that lovingly because that is totally what I would do and what I do. So I'm not saying that condescendingly. You decided to go above and beyond and say, how can I help this thing get off the ground? And that's what I just want to wholeheartedly thank you for. So as embarrassing as that might be, we, we, we have to say it because this one year, this one year anniversary episode is not about tooting our own horn, patting ourselves on the back about what we did to get here. It's about thanking the people that we could not have gotten here without. And that is all of our listeners. And we hope that the patrons that have been kind of randomly selected to, to come on the show represent all those listeners. And that's why we've had a lot of callers and we're going to have a few after you, but you were personally selected to come on as was Craig Marrier to be a part of this episode because we could not do this episode without you, Hugh Tech, because we could not do this show without you either well again i appreciate that and uh you know as derek was alluding to i just feel like uh, one maniac among many so 
Yeah. Well, speaking of which, I love that you're great. And, and I, and you can, you know, as much as you want to say about this as you want, I do check in with you quite often to kind of take the pulse of the maniacs out there when something, you know, when an episode comes out or I want to know what people are saying. Some, you know, people are very open and vocal about things on Twitter and tell us when they don't like something or whether, whether they prefer something else. But, you know, you never really know what somebody thinks when they're saying it to your face. So, you know, I do appreciate having a man on the inside. Cause as you mentioned, you are a maniac among, among many, but you are someone that, that Derek and I, uh, both respect and, and, and trust their input. So, you know, a lot of pressure there with that setup. I'm going to give you the same floor that I gave every other caller here. What question do you have for D and myself? And I hope that you bring the goods and not just hit me with one that you could text me with on a Tuesday afternoon. What say you? You're representing all the, uh, the maniacs that couldn't be on right now. Wow. Yeah, that is that is quite a lot of pressure. Um, so listen, th- this morning I was at the dentist, right? And, uh, and so I was getting a crown. And uh, that kind of got me thinking about like hardware and, and championship belts and stuff like that. And you had alluded to the possibility of doing some sort of like Challenger Mania awards or something like that a couple of times. And so the whole day I've kind of been thinking about like, what would these awards be or like who would win them or, you know, how is that? How's that going to work? So I don't know if you've already talked about that or anything, but. That's um, a great question. So we're going to be giving out awards for the best root canal that someone received during the season. We're going to be getting, no, I'm just kidding. But no. I've had one. I've uh, had one. And D, you can tell people, I'll use that as a natural segue. If they live in the West Virginia area, what dentist should they check out? Uh, TLC Dental in Saberton, West Virginia uh, with uh, Dr. David Martino. They have a great uh, kid children's complex in there also filled with iPads and superheroes. There you go. TLC dental. Don't go chasing waterfalls, chase your dental work. Okay. So about the awards. So we're, this is a work in progress. You put me on the spot and thank you for asking this question because we have not talked about this. D and I have just started talking about this. Here's what I can say. We are going to do the first annual. Hopefully these will be every year, just like hopefully we will have an anniversary episode every year. Um, we'll hopefully towards the end of the year, do a challenge mania awards episode. What I can tell you about it is that we're going to do them for the calendar year, um, which hopefully should work out with as follows. So for instance, 2018, the, the, the seasons that would be up for these awards are vendettas, the final reckoning and um, the champs versus stars season three. Um, if for some reason there's ever some sort of a bleed, uh, like a crossover where, you know, the, the season goes into the new year or something, we will like cap it after that season. So we can always have two seasons worth of content and competitions and whatnot to be choosing from. And then whatever spinoffs um, exist in that time frame as well. Um, as far as hardware, uh, I don't know if we're going to be giving out anything. They probably won't be championship belts if they are that. But, you know, some fun little thing that people might be able to hold up in a picture, that'd be cool. I have started thinking about that. So maybe it'll be something fun, like a little medal or something like that. Um, you as know, far as – go ahead, D. Back in the day, you know, like I think actually like we could use – you can we can maybe hit up like Katie Doyle or something and see if she still has her uh, best fight uh, award winning uh, MTV like trophy or whatever that her and Veronica got back in the day. I think we could see if we could try to rep make that as a replica as like a as like an honor to the to the history of the challenge and way back when when MTV did actually give out like challenge awards. 
Yeah, but you know, we're also, as you mentioned before, we're not MTV. So rather than like put three hundred dollars into this thing, what I was thinking is we come up with something that's easy to replicate that maybe has that graphic on it of the fight award, but maybe is more like something we could get at Party City. I don't know. That's just me spitballing. But we can have that conversation off the air. Either way, I do think having them be able to be sent something that they can hold up in a thank you video would be cool. I don't know if it's going to be like a Moon Man style award D, but that's a fun thought. So let's talk to Miss Doyle about that. Uh, Miss Doyle slash Cooley. Um, Who's now doing like decorating, decorate by K. So she could help us decorate the, the trophy. There you go. Now what they're called, right? We are going to call them. Obviously they will be the challenge mania awards, but you know, obviously you have the Academy awards. They call them the Oscars. You know, you have the, you know, the, if someone out there listening has an idea for like a fun thing, we could call these, um, Please shoot them to us via social media. I'm at Shot of Jaeger. He's at Derek MTV on Twitter. Feel free to at uh, at Derek Hutech as well if you just want to uh, get his at mentions up. Uh, but you know that could be fun too. Right now we'll just pencil in the Challenge Mania awards. But you know if we can come up with a fun thing to call them, just like kind of shorthand, that'd be fun. Uh, Hutech, if you have any ideas, feel free to run them by me. Um, and here's what we're thinking category-wise. I don't want to go too crazy with the categories where it ends up being meaningless. I also want them to have somewhat of a, you know, the MTV Movie Awards got a little crazy when they were giving out, like, best first scene by an actor under the age of 17 with a mustache, you know? And it's like, okay, how, how like, proud could you be of that if, you know, it's so specific? So um, here are the kind of awards that I, I thought might be good. If you guys have ideas for other awards that make sense, feel free to send them to us. This is not set in stone we're thinking we end up doing somewhere between like six to eight awards um and you know i, I know d and i talked about this on the phone um recently but hutech feel free to weigh in and let me know what you think the maniacs would feel about this so on a, on a yearly basis, we would give out the following awards beginning with this year, 2018. Um, we'd give out competitor of the year. Now, again, these could all be renamed. We could maybe rename them after a cast member, rename them after something funny or challenge related. But this is, in essence, what the awards will represent. Competitor of the year, which would be the best performance this year in athletics, eliminations, competitions, solely performance-based competitor of the year. By the same token, cast member of the year, which would be sort of more TV or drama uh, driven. Um, those would be two separate awards that focus on those two things individually. Rookie of the year, which would be overall the person who performed in their first challenge during this calendar year. For instance, this year, it could be Cam, who rookie was a rookie on Vendettas. It could be Vic from Vendettas, even though no one would ever vote for him. Or it could be Paulie or Natalie or Faith or Angela, etc. Elimination of the year. This would obviously go to two people the same way that the VMA goes to best fight or best kiss. For example, hypothetically, <clears throat> it could go to Joss and Derek. It could go to Sylvia and Melissa, something like that. But that would be going to two people. Devin and Johnny. Devin and Johnny. Now, this one I'm having trouble figuring out how we would broach this one, but Derek brought up the idea of doing one that's more fun or comedy-based. Right now, I have it penciled in as the comedy award. It could go to funniest cast member or the funniest moment, maybe somebody who's good in their interviews or something like that. That one might... We're trying to figure out the best way to spin that. That's my least favorite one on this list. And then overall, the big shebang would be the challenger of the year, which would be overall, which means... I'll give you an example of, of how I think this could come into play. If there was someone who just like flat out did really well in competitions and performance and, and whatnot, say a Cara Maria, for instance, who won vendettas, made the final on the final reckoning, but you don't really know how well she handled herself 
on vendettas. Maybe you didn't like that she kind of carried Kyle all the way to the finals. Maybe you didn't like the way she handled herself on the final reckoning, getting to so many quabbles with Marie down the stretch and what happened with Pauly. Maybe you would vote for her for competitor of the year for the competition element, but not overall challenger of the year. Maybe there's somebody who's played a great social game, but did not contend physically, and you would only vote for them for cast member of the year. Maybe, you know, someone like, uh, maybe like a Dave Vaughn, who just came in guns a blazing and was great and this great new cast member, but didn't necessarily make it far enough or win enough um, to be in consideration for challenger or competitor of the year, but she could win cast member of the year. Challenger of the year would be somebody who did it all, who probably has a win or a final at least or two under their belt and also provided the good content too. For example, someone like Tony, who won Champs versus Stars, made the final in Vendettas, came up one short on the final reckoning, gave us a lot of TV, may or may not be giving us a big moment here on the reunion coming up next week. He could be in contention for Challenger of the Year, even if you wouldn't necessarily give him Competitor of the Year. So um, that's what we have penciled in, Hugh Tech. What say you? Do you think that that would check all the boxes and give people something to talk about? And then we'll get into the voting after that. But what do you think about those awards? Yeah, I like my. I think you uh, you have a good uh, a breadth of awards there. One that I might suggest. I don't know exactly how this would work, but you know how they used to do, or they might even still do this, like the comeback player of the year award for somebody. Oh, who, sorry, like, I had that. And, oh, I have comeback comeback of the year. Oh, Did I not read good, it? Good. I didn't oh, sorry. It. Maybe I skipped it. Yes. Comeback of the year is another award who, like you said, an example would be a hunter who couldn't even participate on vendettas because of the wrist injury comes back and wins the final reckoning. Yes. Comeback of the year would be one too. Sorry if I didn't read it. You're hundred percent correct. Perfect. What, 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 what are all of them? Can you say them all yeah. uh, one more time? Yes. So competitor of the year, cast member of the year, rookie of the year, comeback of the year, elimination of the year, challenger of the year which is the overall award and then the comedy award for funniest cast member of the year okay yeah i definitely think we need some more like some dumb awards see you know? i see that's where you and i disagree on this <laughs> i think that there's a void in the challenge landscape for serious awards so i think we could buy, become de facto the the award that like people <laughs> actually want to win that like people talk about having won i think if you throw in too much bullshit then it becomes everybody gets a trophy then it becomes the slammy awards nobody cares but like the wrestling observer hall of fame means something because it actually matters to get in it the wwe hall of fame not so much because coco beware is in it you know what i mean so i'm just saying Ooh. i'm just, you know what i mean i don't want to give everybody a trophy i don't want to highlight the the just the the goofy and the bad i think one goofy award like the comedy award could be fun but i think the more awards you give out a the longer the podcast is the kind of more kind of watered down everything is and the less serious people will take this mm. what do you think yeah. Tech? what do you think yeah you don't want to you don't want to uh to diminish the awards What what I do think we could do is a footnote, D, if you and I, like, for instance, like Cousin Sal and Bill Simmons do this thing where they come up with like fake bets, like things you can bet on. It's kind of like we could give out these like fake awards at the at the end or the beginning. It's just kind of just like a breath of fresh air segment. where like you a pre-fight, down, like well, all, like all the like all the pre-fights that start at like noon. Like I might say the I would give, I would give the award for best meltdown to Ashley on Champs versus Stars. I would give uh-huh. the award for um, best honorable moment to Zach when he threw himself in. You know, I would give this to, the, and they're kind Ooh. of unofficial. Nobody's getting an actual award. They're just yeah. kind of us giving a little bit of social commentary sure. to go with the podcast. Sure, sure, sure. You know, maybe get some more people talking about it online. Throw some more stuff out there. Throw some polls out there. Q-Tech, what do you think we should do with the voting? Because 
you know, it's one of those things where I want the fans and the maniacs to have some sort of input, but it's kind of hard to contain that and decide where to do it. Do you do it on Twitter? Do you do it as a poll? Do you do it as a write-in? Selfishly, I obviously want to limit work on our end, so I don't want to be like collecting email ballots. Um, what do you think people would think of the idea of Derek and myself sort of coming to a decision on all these ourselves and revealing that? Mm. Do you think that we should let people vote for the nominees or then maybe vote me and, me and Derek each? nominate someone and they pick from that what do you think i know selfishly everyone wants to have their say but taking into account logistics here you know and removing the element of like oh how did you decide what platform to put it on oh i don't have instagram oh i don't have twitter oh i'm not a patron you know to just kind of negate all that and be like hey we decide here it's a narrative choice here this is our podcast award what do you think do you think more people would be bothered by that or more, more people would be okay by that sentiment or do you think people all want to be involved I think people want to be involved. Um, this is probably unwieldy, but having a, a fan vote of some kind uh, versus what you guys choose. So you guys have your pick and then the fans pick, you know, might be cool. Um, doing something like a voting day, you know, like there's just one day, like it's a Tuesday in November, you know, that everybody just uh, goes on and votes on whatever you put up and then you just have to tally the votes from that day. So it's not a, not a, you know, two week long process for you. And where do you think would be the most universally accepted platform for that? Because what I would say is just, you know, look, you could do a separate one on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever. The thing I like about choosing one and sticking to it is that everyone only gets one vote, you know. Um, but do you think that, say, like, for instance, D has 100,000 Instagram followers. That's obviously, like, the biggest audience. However, I think it's the least, you know, user interface friendly for doing a poll. I think Twitter probably has the best outlook for, for you know, I mean, uh, what's it called, system for doing a poll. I would say let's do that. Um, but then are there people who are only on Facebook who would feel left out? But then again, if you're not in the Facebook group, how do you come across it? Everyone should be a part of the Facebook group, by the way. It's facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. Get on that shit. Um, what do you think? I mean, w w would Twitter be okay? Would people be okay with us just doing one day of voting via Twitter on, say, D's Twitter? Yeah, I mean, I do most of my uh, social media interaction with, with other maniacs via Twitter. So I think that that's probably the best platform. That's what people are checking you know, regularly all day long anyway, and looking for polls and looking for activity and, and what's going on. So I think that's probably the best place if you had to pick one. And what do you think, like, for instance, the way I see it is having it be either the, the fans either vote from the, like, D and I put together the nominees and the fans vote from there, or, for instance, D and I, you know, Hmm. How can I put this? Well, we um, can't be. Or, the thing is, is, is we can't be. It puts us in a compromising situation if we make the final call. You well, know what I'm saying? Or, then or, they're like, oh, this person's fucking biased towards this or that. Or well, what if we did it this way? What if honestly, what if we did it this way? What if we had D gets a vote? I get a vote. Listeners get a vote. So there's never going to be a tie. So what if like D and I put together two nominees? He nominates someone. I nominate someone. And then we put those up for nominations and then people vote. And then that counts as one of the votes. That would be the tiebreaker essentially. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like the pro bowl in the old days. I don't know if they still do it that way, but where the fans get like a third of the vote. Yeah. Okay. We're still work in progress. If you guys also at the same, by the same token, have any input in regards to how we can do that, let us know either way. We will give you guys a fair heads up. 
We'll let people know if you guys want to create one of those, you know, uh, gray egg Twitter accounts for a couple weeks just to vote. You can do that. Um, but then don't just go, don't use it for trolling. Use it only for good. Um, you know, we'll give you guys ample time to set up in that regard. We'll let you guys know what we're thinking of. We'll reveal the nominees and stuff like that. We'll make sure everybody knows and that it's not like, oh, you happen to miss one podcast and you missed the whole process. So we'll try to give you guys like a two week heads up for that. Yeah, let I, us know if you I have think any- it's got to go more than one day too. I do. I think it's got to go more than one day. Yeah, we could. Yeah, it could be like a two day, two or three day voting period. And then when it's done, it's done. Uh, and that way people can let everybody know, do the retweets, let people know, hey, remember, get your vote in. Um, that's a good idea. So maybe we do like a three day voting period. Um, like but week. again, but again, no, I don't. We're not doing a week. But but I also, you know, I don't know that I want to put the whole thing in in uh, to vote for him. I mean, you know, as far as I, we definitely need to dwindle it down and create the nominees ourselves. I'm not like doing like votes for everything. You know, I do think this is our podcast. These are the challenge mania awards. I do think we do have some creative license here um, because that's what separates it from just being a poll. You know, anyone could do their own poll. Alan Aguirre does his polls. You know, we could, you know, anyone can do their own online poll. Greg Holcomb's running crazy with polls on Facebook. This isn't just going to be us revealing who won a poll, you know, then why would anyone listen to the podcast? They could just read the, read the poll revo- uh, results online. So um, we're still tinkering with it. Either way, it's going to be fun. I think we're going to we'll have this up and running. I think we're also trying to uh, tinker with some ideas for a, for a Challenge Mania Hall of Fame that I think could be fun. And look, guys, any you know you know the NBA has awards, wrestling has a Hall of Fame. We're trying to take bits and pieces from all this stuff and bring it to the Challenge World and really have some fun with it. So um, and and you know your guys' input really helps us iron some of this stuff out. I mean like DKO out of nowhere, we got that from our man uh, Derek Paul over in West Virginia came up with that. <laughs> let us know. Um, let us know if you have any ideas for the name of the award show, the voting process, whatever. If we use your idea, I will have a swag pack coming your way. Um, Want to let you guys know in the spirit of the one-year anniversary, which is probably going to be our long, our longest episode ever. We're going on two and a half hours here. Um, we're going to do a one-year anniversary Photoshop contest. Do whatever you want with me, with D. Throw Hutech in there. Do whatever you want. The theme is yours. The idea is yours. The only thing, it needs to be one-year anniversary related, and that could be as simple as just having one-year anniversary written at the top. But go nuts. Get creative. Uh, Challenge Mania Photoshop contest. Do whatever you want. Submit those. And uh, next week, we'll pick some winners and send out some Challenge Mania swag packs. These are dope because these have the brand new challenge mania koozie that you can currently get nowhere else um you will get one of those in the swag pack you'll get a lanyard you get some stickers some pins some team car stuff because i am making it my mission to make sure everyone is team car by this year's end i'm just kidding um but anyway so challenge mania swag packs coming your way if you participate in the photoshop contest let everybody know all right Hutech, we gotta let you go because people are dropping like fries people are dropping like flies and fries as I begin to get less articulate as we dwindle into the midnight hour here, Mary the Challenge Freak just messages, Scott, I'm sorry I got so tired. I have a bad headache. Good luck with the rest. Maybe next time. We are losing them left and right. So, Hutech, we do have to let you go. Um, so anything else for us before we do because we want, we want to make sure that you get your, your due time here. We'll have you on another podcast sometime soon. Anything else you want to know? No, it's just been a pleasure, guys, and I'm um, looking forward to hearing from all the other uh, maniacs out there. Oh. This is going to be one of the best episodes yet. See ya. I later, D. All right, everybody, next caller's on the line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Greg, calling from Illinois. Ah, and this isn't just any Greg. This is Greg who runs the Challenge Mania Facebook group, Challenge Maniacs Facebook group over at, uh, what, what is it? The, what is the URL there, Greg? Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash Challenge Maniacs. Awesome. And what do people find over there? 
Well, it's the Facebook version of some of the stew that you brew here that's become the finest stew in the challenge universe. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. You man. Yeah, dude. Um, well, you were one of our uh, first Meet the Patrons podcast guests, so people got to learn a little bit about you. We've met you a few times at some of our live events, but we, we could not have gotten this far and gotten to our one-year anniversary without the support of, of people like you who not only come and support us and buy the merch and even go out of your way to help out other ca- uh, challenge maniacs. And I, you know, you've, you've come to our events and purchased extra posters to give away on your Facebook group, which you monitor and, and moderate over there as well. So above and beyond, Greg, we appreciate you so much. We had to have you on the episode what question do you have for d and myself all right well this one i had to go back a little bit and uh you know i don't know that i've ever heard this asked of any of the cast before but derek this one will be up your alley uh-huh. uh from gauntlet 2 you know that was tj's debut as a host on the challenge he kind of brought in that no quitters mentality and i'm just wondering because if you look back at all the seasons before that People threw missions. People just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going home. And that was kind of a normal thing on the show. And then TJ just said he was having none of it. And it looked like he was just kind of breaking character going on his own with that. And I was just wondering how much were you personally or any of your castmates, were you all at all kind of taken aback the first time he said he he kind of did his whole no quitters thing? Um. You know, he he also did something else that uh, a host uh, has never really done, and he he got into it with uh, another cast member during one of the eliminations, um, and that was yeah. when me and Cyrus were getting into it, and um, there was uh, he made a call. Um, Cyrus didn't like it, didn't like it. Uh, Cyrus raised his voice to him. TJ raised back, and you know, turned into this "fuck that, fuck that, that's bullshit" type of um, but. Um, that's something we've never seen from TJ or, or a host before either. And it, it just, it sort of brought some more like life to this competition, some more life to this like street fighter mentality to this, you know, mortal combat esque um, the way that I like to, you know, view these things as like these comic book characters. Um, and, 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 and TJ brought the, like that, that no quitter attitude, and it was it was more. It was more like you're not just proving yourself to uh, to the people that are there. You're proving yourself to this guy that's sort of been through the his own gauntlets, his own series of gauntlets. You know, it's a professional. You know, th- that's a professional at like, you know, busting his ass or literally busting his ass as working hard or busting his ass hitting the ground off of a bike. So, um. You know, I I think that he brought a different type of energy and a different type of mentality that, um, you know, w- wasn't wasn't around very much. You know, and, um, you know, I don't know if that answers your question, but I definitely felt like you know, it, it was self-made, and uh, it was sort of like part of the evolution of the sport, if you will. Yeah, that makes sense. I just remember I think it was Cameron was just kind of shocked like what are you talking about i just came here for a vacation and then all of a sudden next thing you know (laughs) yeah yeah he's like this is bullshit well you know i'm here for a competition show and people are quitting like what what is this crap you know so um i you know i still think to this day we all love what he brings to the table you know and we're all fortunate that there's someone that's sort of you know calling you out you know like why are you coming here to quit why are you coming here to to, to cry, to give up. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that we do have someone like TJ around that's, you know, sort of 
you know, created this no quitters mentality, you know, in the challenge. It is a mainstay. Um, speaking of no quitters, Greg, you never quit. You, uh, you watch this show with, uh, a keen eye, my friend. And, you know, I know we, we joke about Alan Aguirre being our stack guy, but I, I pretty convinced that you could go toe to toe with him any day of the week, brother. We got to get to a couple more callers. We're going on three hours here. We got a few more to get to. So I appreciate you hanging out with us. As I said, man, we couldn't have gotten here without you. So thanks for being a part of our one year episode and keep doing what you're doing over there at the challenge maniacs Facebook group. Uh, we really appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And just to give credit where credit's due, I'm not the only admin there. John Callahan and Christina Fenley are also very much a part of it, and they deserve equal props in this. Awesome. Shouts to them. Both of them are great. Love that. Awesome. Take care, Greg. All right. Thanks, dude. All right. Good night. Our next caller is on the line. What is your name, and where are you calling from? Hi. I'm Stephanie calling from Philly. Would it be the same Stephanie at the top of our fantasy league representing the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles? Lil Steph? Well, yes, but not at the top anymore. I kind of went down, but I'm still hanging in there. Still hanging in the top. Where are you right now in the rankings? I think five, fifth. Fifth. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to corroborate that because just in case you are not in fifth. Let's see. Okay, so we actually won took 100 question Howard down you are currently fourth so oh no you're fifth yeah. you are fifth yeah fifth. sorry battle of the goal lines is fourth so Polish Pitbulls is that all you got punt pass politic battle of the goal lines that is who stands in front of you you are still seven and five and you're still in the playoff race so um, what we're talking about is our challenge mania patron only fantasy football league where at the beginning of the season we picked 14 uh, 13 patrons to play with us just have some good old fun everybody put in a little bit of coin and whoever wins Everybody at the beginning of the season pick the charity that they're playing for. If their team wins, all the money goes to that charity. It's a great way to give back. And they also win some sweet Challenge Mania swag as well. Steph, who are you playing for? Uh, Autism Speaks. Awesome. Great charity. Okay. So, uh, Steph, we've had the pleasure of meeting you at a couple of our live events. You've been a challenge maniac through and through. We couldn't do this, uh, get to this point without you. And thus, we did not want to have our one-year anniversary episode without you either. Uh, what question have you brought DNI today that we are, un- we are unable oh. to cut out or edit out or, or not uh, take on the podcast? You have the floor. Well, thank you, first of all. So, that's pretty cool. I am... I don't have a very juicy question, but I wanted to ask you guys two questions real quick. One is about this particular season. Um, What did you guys think of this season as a whole? Because for me, it was not my favorite. And I had I wanted to see what changes you would make for next season. If you guys could make one change each to the season to make it better. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, with all this talk with the equalizers, like I didn't like, I, you know, it, so- it sounds like they, they, they tried to, you know, do something that they've never really done before and maybe take away from some of the other competition shows. Um, obviously I don't like that too much. Um, I, I don't like the way it sort of took away. It, it was more about like the element of surprise and about like yeah. shock value and, um, you know, how, how many explosions can, can, can we, can, can go off here and there. And I don't know how well it, it did for like ratings and, and the show in itself. And I've been hearing a lot of murmurs, you know, and, and kind of like you've been saying, um, which not too happy about. And, and it's sort of like, um, wasn't my favorite because like, I, you know, at the beginning of this podcast a year ago, you know, we were talking about this thing being a sport, 
You know, is it a sport? And we were all really, really leaning towards it being a sport. But then you throw in all these like little quirky little puzzles and it's like a minute to win it type of stuff. And it wasn't as like badass and hardcore. It was more of like, you know, the cutthroat verbal assaults that that we sort of saw. Um, and, and then we saw sort of saw at the end and we're seeing at the reunion now. Yeah. So it was more about that. I agree. And, um, you know, they're, they're the pros. Look. The challenge gods are the pros. You know what I mean? They see the numbers. They see the, you know, what's quality, what's not. I mean, they know what they're doing. You know, we, you know, but, you know, you have to try it one way to figure out that it doesn't work another way and vice versa. You know what I mean? I think that they're playing, uh, you know, a, a different puzzle every single time and trying to give the audience, uh, you know, the best they can, you know? Yeah. Steph, what did you think about it? I, it wasn't my favorite. I mean, I still watch it because I'll always watch it until they take it off the air. But to me, it just wasn't my favorite. I didn't like, I don't like the Redemption House anymore. It's like too old. They did it before and it's it not like a surprise. I didn't like the equalizers. I thought that made it less interesting. Those are the two things that I would definitely change for next year. And I think if you're going to do partners, it should be boy-girl partners and not have boy, boy, girl, girl. It just doesn't make sense. And it just takes away from what it used to be. And I just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were you saying there before I cut you off, Steph? You no, gonna- I just, well, oh, wait, I was just going to say, what would you guys change next year if you could make it any different or what theme like would you guys pick for next season? Well, I think, you know, it, it's funny that it, it works out in our favor that they, they try to intentionally switch it up anyway. So I think a lot of the issues yeah. that we had with it will naturally be switched regardless. Um, not even because they took the criticism and said, oh, maybe we won't do a Redemption House because they didn't like it. I think before they even knew if we liked it or not, they decided, all right, we're not going to do Redemption House twice in a row. Um, I will say Redemption House. I've always Redemption Island, Redemption House, Redemption, whatever you want to call it. I've, I've never been a fan of getting voted out or, or losing and, and not actually going home. I, I just yeah. don't, I, I think you get one, you know, the first season of a show that ever had it as a surprise. Sure. They got that one surprise out of it, but since then it's like, get rid of it. Um, that being said, look, I get it. They wanted to try it. I just think it gets too clunky with the format and the lack of predictability I think particularly when you're sending home a bunch of random teams with like the click of a button or the pull of an X, I think it's like particularly anticlimactic. I think that these shows are great because you have a head-to-head battle. One team wins, one team loses, one team moves on, one team goes home. When you take that away from it, because think of how many elimination battles we saw this year that were removed from the drama of now that team has to go home. So you had these great like battles where one team triumphed over the other, but it's like, Oh, but now the team just goes into redemption house, you know? Yeah. So, they're still there. Yeah. And then you have these, these moments where these teams like CT and Veronica and, and Jenna and Jemmy and these teams that people want to see compete, don't even get to compete. So that first and foremost, the equalizers as well. I think all these things will be adjusted um, in future seasons, just based on the fact that they won't want to go to the well too many times. Um, and as far as what we would do for a future season, D, is there a particular... I know the theme that kept coming up this year on this podcast was alliances. D, yeah. is that what you would say? Is that what is If you could choose, if the challenge gods say, D, we got nothing, what should we do? 
Yeah, I mean, it's either alliances or individual. I think a lot of a lot of you know competitors that are trying to make a name for themselves want to go individual just to show their uh, athleticism. You know, I like that better. I yeah, like actually, you know what I would do is I would do a combination um, that got down to the needy greedy and became individual. <laughs> but I would take a, uh, I would take honestly a page out of Survivor's book. Obviously, not living on an island, but I would start off as two teams. And do it sort of, you know, in the in the in sort of the same vein as some of the earlier challenge seasons that had team components. But don't do the whole season that way because there's no fun in watching six people win a prize. Start off yeah. that way with a bit of a vote out component at the beginning. Then once you get to a nice tight number, whether it be twelve or something, then there's a merge, if you will, for lack of a better term. And then from there on out, it's single elimination, people versus everyone, man or woman for themselves. That's what I would do. I think you get a little bit of both dynamics. You get the team dynamic, you get the voting element, you get the alliances aspect of it. And then that stuff can then bleed into the individual part of, do you stick with the people who are on your team or now that you're not teams, do you just go back to your original alliances, your lavender ladies, your young bucks, if you will, all that stuff. So that's what I would do. But if I had to choose one element of that to stick to, if they were like, Scott, we're only doing one or the other, we're stubborn. I would throw the team thing away and I would go to an individual because I find those to be the most compelling. I find those to be the seasons we we remember the triumphs the most in. I think that we'll look back on the season and between we had an earlier caller who mentioned that Hunter and Ashley never really got voted in. So we didn't get to see them compete really that much. And then they come in here, they do this team final. Ashley wins by 31 seconds and gets to pick. I don't think we'll look back on the season and really have a visual representation of Ashley overcoming a ton to win this this uh, championship. And that is not a knock on Ashley. I just don't think just the way the cookie crumbled, she didn't get the opportunities for it. I do think you yeah. look at Car Maria winning vendettas or Jordan winning dirty 30 and you remember those because of the individual structure so you know even though they did kind of get down to the partner thing for the final on on dirty 30 i think that does end up sticking out for me as far as why the team element is not ideal per se at least when you get down the stretch so that's what i would do for the future season Derek would do alliance i would start off as two tribes or two teams and then dwindle down to like a final 12 and then then they start chipping away at each other yeah, I just thought the whole thing, like even the final, it just it it felt like it was like five minutes, like it didn't even seem like it was about the actual final. They just wanted to get to the end to watch somebody yeah. take the money. That's what I felt like. All right, Steph. Well, hopefully we yeah. will see you in Philadelphia come 2019. And what I can say to you, and you represent all the the Philadelphians. Is that what, what, uh, are, they, what, what are they called? Philadelphians? What do you call yourselves? Yeah. All right, you you represent all the Philadelphians listening. So I have good news for you. I don't know exactly when, but you know, as I'm looking at the calendar and I'm trying to plan out the live events for 2019 here. As some of you guys know, Lindsay and I are expecting in March. So there's going to oh, be yeah, a, congratulations. Buzz. Thank you. There's going to be a few months there where I'm not really looking to go to the other side of the world or the other side of the country. And there's going to be some slots there for some Northeast cities that I can chip out, you know, get down to with a subway or with a train or with a car or whatever, and be back in a day or so. So DC, we're probably coming back. Boston, we're probably coming back. And before we do either of those things, we're probably going to come to Philly for the first time with a challenge mania live too. So I'd be shocked if we didn't get to Philly. Yeah. I'd be shocked if we didn't get to Philly by next summer. Well, you know that I will be the first one to buy tickets for that. Yes, so. and if anyone in Philly knows a good venue, email me, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, they don't have an improv down there. Um, so we're they, looking... have a, they have a hell at the moon, like Boston. I know. You, that, yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of uh, just... I was for... just there last weekend. 
I know, and that sounds great. I kind of don't want to return to the scene of the crime, if you catch my uh, catch yeah, my drift there. True, and true. I want to kind of distance ourselves from that whole deal. So there's a um, lot of lot of comedy clubs. But I we could love, look into it. I will say we love the Howl at the Moon in Boston that we worked with, and so if I can kind of get hooked up through them, maybe we do do that. However, we love the comedy club setting for the show that we put on. Yeah, um, there's lots of comedy clubs. Yeah, I could. So I let can me help know. You. Uh, thanks for staying up late with us, Steph. We really appreciate you. Thank you for being such a loyal patron, maniac, listener for coming to so many of our shows and we can't wait to see you sometime soon all right thank you guys thanks Steph. thank you you too couple more callers here and then we're going to wind down this is our longest episode ever but for good reason one year anniversary our next caller is on the line what's your name and where you're calling from robert stewart uh st louis missouri what's up robert good to talk to you yeah What's up, y'all? I know that voice. I go, have we met Robert? I'm like, I know that voice. You do, you do, you do. Yorkville, Illinois. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. No, we met in um we met in uh we met in Illinois and then we 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 correspond over social media often. Um I just saw you post a picture on Thanksgiving with your little with your little dude. No, that was my uh little cousin. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh man. Well, we want to thank you, Rob, for your loyal support. I know you've been a listener for a long time, and thank you for being a patron. And we couldn't have gotten to this one year episode, one year anniversary episode without you. So we wanted you to be a part of it here. What question do you have for D and I? Here's my question: With the finals being a little lackadaisical with the challenge, and the last challenge that I said, the last challenge that it was more competitive was Dirty 30. Do you see the finals ever being more competitive than what they have been the last few seasons? Uh, yeah, I I definitely think that, um, that the challenge gods will always try to keep us off of, um, keep us on our toes. So I don't think that they'll ever be the same. So like what you may call the last two uh, finales is maybe not so, um, I don't know, uh, athletic, competitive, strong, tough, grueling, whatever words you want to want to put in there. Um, I think that in the future we'll be seeing something hardcore. I, 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 I don't think the challenge uh, I think I feel like the challenge guys may be hearing uh, a lot of the people go, man, this is pretty weak. That last one was pretty weak. What'd they do? How long did that take? Um, so I think in the future, I think they're going to bring back, you know, some of that um, long, grueling, tough, you know, what the challenge is, is known for. I don't think they could stay away from it for too long. Right, right. I definitely So with the champ, like with these last two finals, um, I felt that they were lacking the competitiveness because, I mean, one of my favorite probably finals of all time would probably have to be maybe Battle of the Exes and throw in Rivals too when CT wins his first one. I think those was pretty brutal. And just looking at it overall as a big picture, I hope they do bring out the, the brutalness because with these new kids on the block, they need to be challenged a little bit more because, you know, they're trying to uh, do away with the, the, the old vets, you know. So I think I find it interesting the way it's going. So do you think that with the um, the new kids on the block, do you think the wave is taking over as opposed to the old school is starting to become um, 
let's say, um, fading away, if you get what I'm saying. Um, do we think that uh, the new kids on the block are getting an easier route to establishing a name from them for themselves without having to get, do the dirty work? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Something like that, yes. Something like that. Are they getting an easier ride? Um, an easier ride to the finals? Um, I don't know. I think I think each each person's individual journey is is different. You know, like for example, like someone like Hunter, right? Like uh, he was on the dirty thirty. Um, man, he 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 took it on, man. Like he was borderline public enemy number one after uh after Corey. And and Nelson. And then you just had Hunter, and you had Hunter going in against his friends. Then you had his his Hunter going against his friend again, and he lost. Then he had to eat like a freaking I have no idea what the hell he had to eat, some sort of a rodent or some shit. And uh, you know he comes back, he gets put through the ringer, and he breaks his wrist. You know what I mean? And he makes it to the you know the final compliments, final elimination before the final, and you know. And, and finishes with a broken wrist and still wins an individual competition. Then he rolls up into the dirty or the, uh, this, this last season as a mercenary and makes it all the way to the end and then gets gutted by his partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, so like, like that individual journey, like that's, that's pretty emotional. It's pretty raw. It's pretty difficult. You know, how, if you, depending on how you want to look at it, you know, even like a Nelson, like what is his, He's got like an eight and two or eight, eight, two and one elimination record. Like, you know, he's been through in a lot of eliminations, I think, and like, you know, four or five seasons or something like that. So he's getting his feet wet a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you also got to think about like the emotional grind that some of these people have to go through um, to, to really ask, like, you know, are they getting a free ride? Are they getting a free pass? Are they really getting their ass kicked? Are they really earning their stripes to be one of those potential OGs, you know what I mean? Will they be, can they be up there with like, you know, the Durrells and the CTs, you know, can, can they make it there and the Johnnies, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I think you got to look at it all in, in an individual way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, do you think the, oh, some of the OGs are going to come back? I know we've been asking about bringing the OGs back, but it seems like the OGs, are not getting that opportunity like as many. Cause I remember a couple of years back, you got the real that came back into the fold. We ain't seen him, seen him since after dirty 30, you know, or um, champs versus pros. So I'm wondering if they're going to even bring back another champs versus stores or champs versus pros, uh, or if they're going to bring in some of the OGs. Cause I know maybe next season we, we're going to probably see maybe what a few OGs, uh, in the crowd, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So um, it's hard to fit. You know, it's it's funny. You know, uh, Rob. You know, like you want to see your old favorites, but you also well, have to have you know the the younger cast members that have become kind of staples of the show. Your Hunters and your Tonys and your Devons and your you know uh, your Natalies and and whatnot. But then you also have to have you know some new blood coming in as well and and, and freshening it up. So I do think we'll continue to see OGs. They might not be the same. OGs we just saw. We just got a little bit of Shane and Brad, and and as you mentioned, Darrell. Maybe we see some older faces we haven't seen in a while. So who knows? But thank you so much for the questions, Rob. We really appreciate you being a part of this episode and being such a loyal listener all this time. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Robert. No problem. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Be.
For sure, brother. Talk soon. Somewhere, yes, somewhere, sir. somewhere in that world. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Right, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, good night. You too, brother. All right, everybody, it's going to be our last caller because uh, this is our longest episode, but we wanted to give you guys a great episode for our, our one-year anniversary, and uh, we wanted to bring in as many patrons as we could to represent you guys and ask some questions. Hopefully, they have done so. I think we've got a nice, eclectic uh, variety of questions, uh, some older questions, some newer questions, some questions about the final reckoning, some big-picture stuff. And our next caller is on the line. What is your name? Where are you calling from, ma'am? Hi, Neve and Max. This is Michelle from Puerto Rico, not Texas. Oh, wait, wrong show. Oh, hi, Scott. How you doing? <laughs> it's our good friend, Michelle Lopez, who has come to several of our live shows, is on the line right now. You are officially our last caller on our one-year anniversary episode. We are in a three-hour zone, and I could not wrap this thing up without having you on. You're one of our favorite maniacs. How are you? From I Puerto Rico? Well, no, I'm, I'm originally from Puerto Rico, but I live in Texas. Uh-huh. It's like you, Derek. You're from Chicago, but you live in West Virginia. But I can't still say that I, I'm from Texas. I'm so, from Puerto Rico. Michelle, so. tell me if I'm wrong. So you were at Brea was your first Challenge Mania Live, and then you also did Atlanta, right? So those are the two you've been to so far? That's correct, Scott. That's right. All right. So, I mean, look, I mean, the fact that, I mean, you live in Texas, the fact that you've come to either one of those is flattering, let alone two of them. And we see you out there repping us on social media, not just us, but the other podcasts out there. I know you're, you're a true and true challenge fan who has a lot to say. So you have the floor. I know you've, you've sent us, sometimes you send multiple questions. You send us, you know, long emails that are very thoughtful and well-worded, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if I can get to this. I don't know if it's appropriate, but now you you have your opportunity to ask us whatever you want about whatever season, whatever episode, whatever cast member, and DNI will choose to answer it or not. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, wow. I went through the list, and I know I had a lot, and sometimes you get to them indirectly. You get to my questions, and you answer them, so um, I'm cool with that, and quite frankly, I am a little bit with a, a final reckoning fatigue, so my last uh-huh. my question and now I know I'm the last one, so I'll make it as good as I can. It's not going to be about any of the challenges. It's going to be for you guys. And it actually came up because while waiting for the call, um, I was watching South Park. And it made me think, you know, these shows like South Park. <laughs> and That's uh, <laughs> a good one. It's not, a, it's not dark, Derek. Um, but when you, you know, there's that moment, like... For the challenge, it was Johnny Bananas being on the Tonight Show. That was their, like, their crossover, we did it moment. So I'm going to ask you guys, and by the way, happy anniversary. Um, what, do you, what will be, uh, what would either one of you consider to be that moment where you guys will say, wow, Challenge Mania did this. We've made it. That's a fantastic question, uh, not just to end on, but in general. So fantastic. I am positive Derek does not have an answer ready to go. So <laughs> I will answer this first. And, D, you can give this some serious <laughs> thought before you uh, I do. You have, I an do answer? have an answer. Oh, it's then let's pretty... go. Then you go so I can think of one because I was yeah. kind of bullshitting there because I, I, <laughs> well, I don't have an answer. Because it's a really good question, but I have, you know, I have a few ways of answering it. So go ahead, D. Well, no, for me, I like the whole goal from the beginning of this was always to see how fast we could be 
the challenge podcast on mtv.com. Like that's, that's what I thought I envisioned from the beginning is that, you know, every other sport, pseudo sports, sports entertainment, um, has this, you know, has a podcast. Why doesn't MTV have a, why, why doesn't the challenge have a podcast? And, 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 and if we get enough, if we get it rolling well enough, like why can't it be us? You know, so I don't know what, how well websites do these days, you know, um, with, with everything with social media and stuff like that. But I always envision that, that as being like, fuck, we made it. Everyone knows we made it, you know? And what that means, I don't know. We're on a website, we're a podcast on a website and that's it. Like, I don't know, but it, you know, the, the name in itself, I think would speak volumes, yeah, you know, you know, D D's been saying that all year and I've been saying D we're not so sure we, and I get what he's saying and it's the legitimization of, yeah. of us through by way of them. And I kind of agree with D in a certain respect, but I'm not so sure that that's what we want. Cause I think we want to be our own entity. We want to have ownership of our show and our brand and everything we're doing. But D's right that I think some of the synergy that we've begin to begun to tiptoe into with them, just in the nature of say retweeting, you know, they retweet us. And, you know, I know that they're, they're very, you know, appreciative of our show. They're very well aware of it. They're very supportive of our show, which is step one. And that, to be honest with you, is my first answer is that for that to like early on in this process, I'm like, are they going to like us? Are they going to like what they're doing? Are they going to try to shut us down? So the fact that you do see the occasional challenge, Twitter retweet of our stuff or, or, um, you know, promoting of one of our live shows, that's step one. I, you know, we would, I would love if we could be integrated into the reunion or if we could say host a, a cast reveal show, whether it be online on MTV.com on social media, whatever, but have that happen in tandem with our operation here, with our Patreon, with our Challenge Mania, so we still can take the reins of our things as well and work in tandem with them. You know, sometimes you think that's what you want is that you want to just be working for the man and doing what they say. But, you know, I don't know, D, if you just want to have a script slid in front of you and be like, okay, you know, wind you up and now, okay, now dance challenge monkey. Like, that's not really, I think what we want. We want yeah. to have ownership of our product and our opinions and this and that. And I think that's what they respect about our show. And I think that's what we could bring honestly to some of these broadcasts that they do after shows, reunions, you know, premiere episodes, cast reveals. That's something they don't do. They kind of just put the cast. I mean, look, the people who really want to know, they read the spoilers, they get the cast out there. But I would love to do like an online cast reveal show the way they reveal the NBA All-Stars or the Oscar nominees and stuff like that, where D and I break these people down. And we would love to bring Challenge Mania to a wider audience, one that obviously MTV has or the Challenge social media has than we currently do. But that being said... I don't want to do it where I just sign on the dotted line and now Challenge Mania is theirs. You know, I think that's what D's wanted or thought was the way to go. I don't know that it's necessarily as simple as that, but I am with D that the ways that we can partner with them and bring our show and our kind of brand of coverage to the larger audience that the challenge itself itself has, that would be a, a crowning achievement, I think, for sure. So I'm half with you there, D. Yeah, however, whatever you want to call it. I mean, whether it's, you know, working, they're, them just going... All right, we'll take it and we'll put it up here. You guys make it. You guys are doing a good job. We'll take it. We'll put it on here and, you know, even legitimize us some more, you know, getting some retweets from like at MTV, <laughs> you know, would be fucking huge. Yes, you know, of course. But so, the retweets of our own show, not just kind of. All right. And uh, three, two, one. Derek. All right. Now say what yeah. we wanted you to say. 
All right. Now, Scott, yeah. say what we wanted you to say, you know. And no. look, I want, uh, look, maybe it's a control freak in me. I want the right to put the air horn or the sad trombone wherever the F I want. And I don't care what Carson Daly says. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, of course. But I will say, and I'll close on this because you've been a part of this too, Michelle. You know, we have had a bunch of those moments already this year. And I know it sounds corny, but, you know, there's little things like, for instance, we had a listener on earlier. Her name's Simone. She's a very popular and successful yeah. author. And, you know, just to have someone like that who has desimplified it by saying someone with the blue check mark, you know, saying, hey, I'm a fan <laughs> of your show. She's a patron of our podcast like that. Just like, just, you know, little signs that we see or hear of how wide of a net we're able to cast with this thing and you know when I literally I, I, I'm not telling this story because I'm trying to brag I swear to God it's just an example and this was kind of a pinch me moment on my birthday I went out with some friends and, and this happened and I swear to God it felt like somebody had paid her to put her up to it because went out with some friends and I gave my it was either my ID or my credit card to the waitress and she looks at it she takes a beat and she goes wait are you Scott Yeager from the Challenge Mania podcast and I was like and I was like yeah I, I, do you listen to the podcast she was like yeah I do it and she was like and the drinks are on me like like I forget her name. I, I, I'm so sorry. But like that moment right there, which I'm still convinced somebody put her up to, was just crazy to me that like, look, when you're at like a challenge event, obviously people are going to know about Challenge Mania. When you're on D's Twitter, obviously people are going to know about Challenge Mania. But when you're walking down the street and you see a Challenge Mania shirt or you're at a bar and a waitress recognizes your name on a freaking ID, like that's pretty damn cool. And that's a sign that we're doing something with this or, thing. Or, or, or your nine-year-old comes home from school and says, hey, dad, I saw someone wearing a Challenge Mania podcast shirt. Uh, yeah, like school. I still don't until I see grade. proof of that. Believe that, <laughs> like I really do. like again. It's like it's hard to believe, and we've had little things uh, like that along the way. I mean, like just as like we were down in Atlanta, and Lindsay just decided to reach out to one of the standouts on this season of Survivor, Davey, who's just been crushing these last few episodes. And yeah. turns out he's a huge yeah. challenge fan. He comes down wearing his Survivor buff and parties with us down in Atlanta. Like so many moments like that, and. And so many things of just the stories, I'll say this, and these aren't things I'm going to share in detail because they're very personal to people, but we've had so many people come up to us at these events, uh, message us privately, uh, come up to us at our shows and tell us about tough times they're going through or just ways that the podcast has brought, whether it's closure or whether it's escapism or whether it's just, hey, I'm bored on my mundane drive to work or, hey, I've been sad because of this and that the podcast has helped them, even if it's just helped them get through a traffic jam or it's helped them get through a tragedy in their life. Those stories do not stop sharing them with us. If you've written one and thought, ah, they're going to think this is corny, send it to us, tell us. We have so many people pull us aside and it warms our heart and it honestly keeps us doing this because it's really cool to see someone in a Challenge Mania t-shirt for sure. No, that, that, no question. But when somebody tells you that the podcast actually had a positive impact on their life or someone in their life, that, that is honestly something that you cannot you can't create that. That's not something Craig Marrier can design. You know, that's not something a patron, a patron, a, that's not something a patron can pay for. That's something these are real people with real experiences, and there are thousands of you, and that is a humble brag. And when each of you tells us your individual story, we remember it as best as we can, and it really does mean something to us. So keep those stories coming. So sorry to end on probably a pretty pretentious note, I'm sure some of you feel, but that really does to me. All of those moments in their own way are that moment that Derek was talking about. Oh, wouldn't it be cool to be on MTV.com? Wouldn't it be cool to have this? When someone comes up to me and says, hey, I had a rough month. I had a rough this. I lost my job, this and that. But man, that podcast made me laugh. Or man, that A podcast was weird and deep. Or whatever they say, that, those little moments are little moments like that every time. And I don't think it was pretentious at all, um, Scott. Um, I, you got me to, I mean, 
I've been listening to you guys since the third episode, and you've gotten me through, you know, an awkward year. Today was a bad day, and just waiting for this, you know, it was like, ooh, I get to do something different. So not pretentious at all. I think it was right on point, and that's why you guys are the favorite. So come on. Challenge. Well, you're one of those people, too, who like your story and, you know, telling us uh, about the impact we've had on you. And I know so many of you guys who have developed friendships through this podcast and now That's have right. your secret group chats where you talk shit about us and talk <laughs> about the episodes that you love and that you hate and this and that. And you're theorizing and you're wondering if this person is mad at this person is that it, it, it warms my heart that people now have a larger friend circle or friend pool or just somebody else they can bother via text in the middle of the day. It really does warm my heart that People are building bonds and relationships based on Challenge Mania. It's super cool. And we cherish every relationship we've forged with one of you guys, or all of you guys, I should say, via social media, via the live events, the Patreon site, everywhere you guys message, message us, facebook.com slash Challenge Mania podcast. It is getting late. I am beginning to get less coherent. 1.21 a.m. here in New York City as we record this. Michelle Lopez, our last guest here on this guest here on this three-hour and 15-minute one-year anniversary podcast. Thank you for what I consider to be a fantastic question to have ended on, Michelle. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for the compliment. And let's thank South Park for it. It was a last-minute inspiration. <laughs> I swear to you, it was like five, you wrote to me five minutes to go, and I was like, Okay, and then I was watching. I was like, "Oh, boom!" It hit me. I was like, "This is a good one." So, yeah, and Kyle, Kenny, and Cartman. (laughs) To quote South Park, (laughs) "Screw you guys, we're going home." We're going home. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Michelle. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, Derek. Too. Have a wonderful anniversary and um, to many years more of Challenge Mania. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Michelle Lopez, a very fitting final guest. She's one of our favorites. And thank you to every single guest we've had on this podcast. We couldn't do this without you guys, and we didn't want to do our one-year anniversary episode without you guys either. I just want to say a quick thank you to our three sponsors from this episode, Brooklinen. They really are the best sheets. You need to be sleeping as well as Dee and myself. Dee and I, speaking of which, need to go to sleep, so we're going to wrap this up. But you should wrap yourself in some cozy Brooklinen sheets. Just go to brooklinen.com and use the code MANIA for $20 off and free shipping. That's right. It's expensive to ship sheets, so you're getting this shipping for free. That takes off a big chunk of change as well. Brooklinen.com. Use the code MANIA. Also want to shout out Poshmark. Poshmark gives you $5 off your first purchase. Get that Poshmark app and start buying and selling clothing the right way. The invite code is Challenge Mania. And our newest sponsor, man, they came in at a good time, a three-hour episode. We are brought to you by onyourown.org slash Challenge Mania. They are a great free resource that will empower you to make better financial decisions. I heard a rumor that Ashley Mitchell went on there, and that's how she got inspired to take home the million dollars. Just kidding. But onyourown.org slash Challenge Mania for more on them. D, it's been a great year. It's been a wonderful year. You have anyone else you want to thank? This is all about thank yous here. Oh, quick merch partners I want to shout out. Cara Maria, Mark Long, Pauli Calfiori, Shane Landrum, Devin Walker, Marie Rhoda, our newest partner there, Darrell, Taylor, um, 
Brittany, Nicole, and Kayla Casillas. Did I leave anybody out there? Did I forget anybody that we currently have their swag in our shop? Guys, thank you for being so open and willing to work with us. Um, it's kind of hard to say no when you got an artist like Craig Marrier doing the stuff. But honestly, so cool that so quickly we've managed to turn the challengemania.shop into like the WWE shop zone. I love it. It's a one-stop shop for your Challenge Mania gear, and you can also support your favorite cast members. And we get messages from all you guys. Why isn't so-and-so in the shop? Why don't you have this person merge? We'd love to have all of them. So let your favorite cast members know to hit us up. Um, we would love to have them be a part of the shop. Challengemania.shop. We have some great sales up there. $24.95 on the heavyweight tees that are normally $34.95. And the really fresh, they will keep you warm this winter, French Terry sweatshirts. Not the hoodies, the sweatshirts. They're normally $44.95. They're now $34.95. That's right. And that was supposed to be a Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal. Just because it's our one-year anniversary, I'm going to run them both for the rest of the week. So head over to challengemania.shop and get your swag today. D, you got anybody else to thank? Yeah, just every guest that has come on to uh, Challenge Mania and gave us their story and their honest opinion and just given us the time of day and um, continuing to support us with their awesome and crazy stories from the challenges yes. and in life. And, and, and of course, like all the maniacs and everyone that's listening to this right now. And of course, the patrons for sure all day every day thank you guys so much patreon.com slash challenge mania and just take a look consider it even if you do it for one month you could probably listen to every bonus podcast we've ever done in a month and then call it a quits if you hate it but if you don't stick around because season 33 is coming up and we have some very special surprises in store for our coverage of season 33 more on that in the coming weeks we'll also have lots of fun stuff to discuss very soon like the reunion we'll be doing bonus episodes talking about part two and one of the reunion as well as parts one and two of the ct wedding special where d was so if you want the on the ground info from the ct wedding you can only get it at patreon.com slash challenge mania you heard about the shop challenge mania.shop facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast make sure you're over there stay tuned for news on the awards we'll do a poll somewhere maybe it's on twitter always good to follow us there at shot of jaeger at derek mtv on instagram he's also at derek mtv i am at scott of jaeger because that shot of jaeger was taken guys one year of challenge mania this is episode 86 we did 86 episodes in one year um so i mean i'm just gonna do some math here that's um 86 divided by 52 1.65 episodes a week so closer to two episodes a week than one and uh you know we've had some vacations in there man Lindsay and i took a lot of great trips this this year we went to hawaii and spain and uh, new zealand and thank you guys for sticking with us and thank you d for banking all the content so we can get something out for our listeners while i'm away um I mentioned it before, man. This thing would not have been the success that it was without you and the following and the and the faithful nature of your fans and your followers because when we started this thing, they gave us a shot and they stuck with us. And here we are a year later with a Patreon and with live shows touring the country and a shop and more to come. 2019 is only going to be bigger and better. Uh, we got episode 100 coming up in a few weeks. Man, it's getting good. D, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Above all, thank you guys for getting us to a one-year anniversary we hope you appreciate this episode and we hope you don't care that there wasn't a challenge cast member on because you guys made this happen this year and that's why you guys were our guests this episode thanks again to Derek Hutech thanks again to Lindsay thanks again to Craig Marrier and uh our next guest next week guys Faith Stower starts getting us those questions there's a lot to talk about you saw her going to Cara over on that reunion uh we'll talk to you soon Thank you, guys. Peace. D, last word as always. High fives to everybody. High fives to everybody in the office, in the car, everybody. 
High Ignore fives all high around. Fives. Everybody, my hands are up in the air. High five and everybody. They haven't stopped. They're not going to stop till, till Scott hangs up. Later, buddy. Scott, hang up. High fives. I'm still high fiving people everywhere. Bye. Okay, guys. Well, unfortunately for you, this thing just out here on Challenge Mania. So uh, take care of yourself, and I hope you see you in the future. small business. You work hard, but you don't have a huge marketing budget and you're always looking for new ways to find customers. Have you ever thought about audio? You're listening to an ad right now, aren't you? Introducing AudioGo, a new online platform that lets you run ads on the top podcast and digital radio stations. Don't have a radio ad? We'll make one for you. Sign up for free today at audiogo.com. AudioGo, audio advertising made simple. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.